And good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, good afternoon, actually. It is past morning. I'm Kevin Hastings along with Hunter Yancey. And Zach Mayu with it, is with us along today uh, on Shock Jocks, episode 15. Uh, welcome, everybody. If you're listening on all of our podcasts, uh, wherever you are on your podcast, whether it be uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and six other places, hey, Hunter, that you can morning, listen to. Afternoon, yeah, also, I guess I need to shut up. Actually, it is past morning. I'm Kevin Hastings. Is it still playing for you folks listening there on, online? We, we couldn't quite hear that. But uh, anyway, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening and also uh, watching online. You're watching live on Facebook. Uh, the replays will be on Facebook and also on uh, YouTube. On YouTube, I try to cut up some the segments in different different segments so you don't have to watch the whole uh, two mm-hmm. hours. But uh, it, So you can kind of skip around uh, to, to our goofiness and where we go. But I want to welcome everybody. Uh, to Shock Jocks, for everybody watching online, good morning, everyone. And uh, well, God, I keep saying good morning, good afternoon. We just got done with lunch, so now it's about nap time, Zach. Uh, but good, good, good seeing you uh, today. Uh, missed you the last, last few days, but back on Wednesdays, uh, normally mm-hmm. uh, here with us on Wednesdays. Working on some uh, other friends and folks that that's going to come join us on regular days and stuff. Might have a couple guys on Fridays, Hunter, come in. Uh, working on Mondays as well. Uh, but... Uh, Zach's here, and we're going to talk a little bit of about a lot of everything today. Um, Zach, of course, missed out on the Monday Super Bowl. We've got NBA trade deadlines to talk about. We've got NFL quarterback free agency, as usual, to speculate, as always. We've got uh, NBA All-Star teams and selections uh, to talk about. We've got a Mount Rushmore maybe to do today, some true-false. Greg Olson, where he might go. XFL, NASCAR. I'm trying to think of anything else I, I can name. It's almost golfing season. Yeah, it's almost golf. I look forward to that. We'll have Timmy Fleming on that. We may do a golfing. I, we were talking. I was talking to Lawyer Travis, mm-hmm. and um, we're thinking about doing maybe a podcast with him and Tim over maybe at their law firm for the uh, a, maybe a North Carolina Tar Heel. It's you know the, the weekend. I think it's ACC basketball. That's the same weekend as ACC tournament. Possibly as Masters. Yeah, he was wanting to do a possible combo uh, of ACC basketball slash uh, uh, Masters podcast. So we're, yeah. we're, we're more than welcome and open to do on location podcast. Uh, we can take our equipment with us and, and move around. So if any sponsors out there want to pay for us and feed us some lunch, we'll, we'll come out there and, and hang out in your in, in your business and. And argue with you. You can you can join the show with us if you want. Tell Hunter how wrong yeah. he is, or you know you can just let us right. go and and do what we do. Uh, but again, want to welcome a, a everybody in today. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, talk our, our daily sports here on KTC. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do uh, the uh, live uh, the, this podcast, the Shock Jocks podcast. And on Saturday, we do Mitchum's Kitchen Sports Talk, uh, where we eat biscuits and pancakes and all kinds of stuff from Mitchum's. Uh, so for our food sponsors, after anybody wants to get on that, we'll we'll take that with uh, Terry and and Tom, and we'll let JP get up on Saturday mornings and do something. JP probably won't be on this show any unless we want to do it. You want to do t- another tennis minute with JP uh, like we did Saturday? Tennis minute, <laughs> tennis minute did with awful. JP. I'll let Zach on. We'll talk with Zach Zach on yeah. that in just a second too. Zach, um, we'll start with you. How about that would be a good uh, Mount Rushmore uh, of tennis? Mm-hmm. Um, Djokovic winning the. Uh, the Australian Open this weekend, and uh, JP, of course, said that uh, 
He said the Djokovic was the Joker. He's not a Djokovic fan. He's a Roger Federer fan. And uh, I was I was telling him, you know, these boys are are, are too young to to have seen him. Uh, but I told him in a one match, um, you know, or if you had a had a three match series or something where you have to play on every different surface because some guys are much better on different ones. My uh, my favorite was I didn't like the big heavy hitters, so the Sampras, mm-hmm. the Federer, the Jokers. They're they're great to me. I'm not gonna say they're not. They just weren't my favorite kinds. I like Nadal, and then my favorite was Agassi. Right. I thought Agassi. I was trying to explain JP. If you got one match, you're going five sets, and you know if you put Fed, someone against or maybe Federer against Nadal on the clay, he has no chance. But if I've got Agassi and you get to pick the court, and then I get to pick the person, I might go with him just in case I can put him anywhere because he he was so good at returning. And instead of these big serves like they do today, he was talking about Roddick's serve at 143. Might be the, I think that was the record or something like that. What do you think about that over the years? We're a little bit older than Hunter on that, and we've seen some of these guys play in the past. Yeah, I'm even older, a little bit older than you are, so uh, I would even Have you seen McEnroe? I, I never that saw McEnroe really play when he was good. My, John McEnroe, uh, he had the um, tenacious ability about him where he was going to take it right. to the other person. And then Jimmy Connors. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Connors would be a really good one um, that I would bring up. Uh, Agassi was was in our in our prime time of watching, uh, and Pete Sampras also. Uh, I have no problem with them, and I have watched Federer, and Federer um, is is one of those that's just way up there on the the mountaintop. I would say. Uh, I heard him talk a little bit about. Uh, I'm trying to pronounce his name right. Djokovic is that right? Djokovic. They like um, Joker, but Djokovic. He has done, he has uh, accumulated a lot of majors. But the, the, the knock on him is the majors that he's accumulated, I believe, was the Australian Opens for the most part. I'm, I think I'm right about that. I want to say he's four or five in those. Um, and then he's missing some on the Wimbledons and the U.S. Opens. First. That's more of your bigger ones if you was, you know, matching that up with your, your majors in golf well, and J- your majors J- in J- tennis. JP is a big Wimbledon. Oh, sorry about that. JP's a big – I can hear myself no matter what because of I the cue on. just now. So. <laughs> JP is a, uh, is a big Wimbledon fan, so he's in on – uh, on, on the fetter, uh, so when you're when you're talking about that, Zach, that's mm-hmm. what that that's where JP was on them. Uh, Jake Djokovic, Djokovic, uh, Djokovic uh, Grand Slam results. Uh, I think they just said seventeen. We're going to count them up. U.S. Open with three, mm-hmm. one French, five Wimbledons, and he Zach. He did say he had a lot of Australian, eight Australian mm-hmm. Opens there. So uh, it's a pretty good resume. Is the French um, the one on clay? Which one's on clay? It is the French, isn't it? One of them's on clay. One of them is on clay. That's uh, the one that Dahl wins every time. Um, and, and, Sorry, and the, it, it, but the knock on Djokovic, uh, to, there's two knocks on Djokovic. One, he doesn't have a ton of Wimbledon. Five's pretty good to me. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, how many more do <laughs> you want? But uh, the, the other knock is that he's been beating up on the older Federer, the older Nadal. He mm. never really faced them when they were in their prime, and Nadal and Federer were like Like LeBron head. playing against Kobe, yeah, and it, Kobe it, it playing against Michael. Right, it was kind of at the end of the career. You never saw them head-to-head when the, when it really counted. So Yeah, Clay, and, Clay is, the, is the French Open at Roland Garros. I think it slows it down a good bit. I believe Clay does. Uh, well, that it, and if it does, that, that would be why players like Nadal – don't don't have the don't, advantage or do have the advantage. If it slows it down, the the, the, the little, speed. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. he he yeah, can move. Right. He the the so slower slow it, it is, down. but he the more he can move around and and and, and do things. I'm trying to find. 
look at some of the records here. I need to look up online. We're just staring at, at, at the screen for you folks watching online. It's great podcast, great radio. Is me staring at this screen and scrolling. But I was trying to. I did not have the history, the history, the history of the winners here in the uh, franchise. It didn't matter. Australian Open. Anyway, all right, Zach. Uh, real quick. <sighs> Of the players I've been alive, let's say I didn't see McEnroe. I mean, of course, I'm alive. He played at the end of his career. I would have Agassi, Sampras, Nadal, and and Federer. But people are going to kick kick Agassi off and say yep. Djokovic because the numbers. So that's just me personally. I, I I was always a big Agassi fan as far as, like I said, I thought he was the most, kind of like with Sting and wrestling. I know they're real and not real sports or whatever, but he was more, he could do everything. You know what I mean, and that, and that's what I meant by that. Is it or mean by that is that, is that he's kind of an everything type player. All right, uh, Zach Super Bowl. Um, we had a bunch of thoughts and stuff on that. Um, yours, anything in particular um, you found interesting? I did listen to you guys uh, on on a couple of those things, and I would agree with you uh, both on 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 your points. Uh, I'm watching it. I, I didn't get off work until eight thirty, so when I got home, it was ten minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, and and like I said, they were up twenty to ten. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know it was in the fourth quarter with about six minutes left. And <clears throat> I had personally picked the uh, San Francisco 49ers to to win the game because I thought that front four could get to mm-hmm. and cause a lot of havoc, and they did that. They did. Uh, and and that assessment I think was was dead on the money. What I didn't take into account was um, the uh, Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just completely uh, mismanaging the end of the game uh, and trying to get some time off clock, run the football. They were being very successful at running the football uh, and then trying to throw it and then you having to punt, give it back to Kansas City uh, is a bad idea. I mean, you go back to the Tennessee game where they're up 24 to nothing Yeah, with it might have been the 10 game. minutes left in the second quarter. Uh and, and, and they're up 28-24 going into halftime. So mm-hmm. I just got through telling somebody at work uh, before the game started, I said, San Francisco will win if the front four can get to them. I said, unless uh, Kansas City puts 21 up in a quarter. And I said, if Kansas City puts 21 up in a quarter, they will beat San Francisco because San Francisco can't score with them. And that looked like it panned out. So I don't have any problems with either team winning. Uh, I, with With the – since 1970 or 71, I think, since Kansas City had won a, a, a championship, I have no problem with him winning. I have no problem with Andy Reid winning. I think it's good for him to, to put down re- his resume because I think he is a good coach. Yeah. Um, and uh, congratulations to him. And, and I was really uh, – uh, just noticed this with Patrick Mahomes. He really beefed up during the season. Uh, he was uh, a, a monster size out there. I couldn't believe how big he really was. Yeah, uh, watching the end of the game, I just must not have paid that much attention to it to, in the Tennessee game, uh, in, in the Patriots game. So, uh, congratulations to them. They're going to be if they can keep that defense intact, uh, or even get a little bit better on the defense, they're going to be tough to beat next year. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, I think Kansas City's got themselves basically a red carpet to the Super Bowl for maybe the next three. Yeah, Three all, to four years, all, all unless gotta, somebody in the AFC has a quarterback yeah. that can challenge Patrick Mahomes. All, all, if they can keep that defense intact uh, or even make it a little bit better, they're going to be tough to beat because they can score so many points. If you can just have a uh, uh, a little bit outside the top ten defense, they're going to be tough to beat. Well, the well, thing we can't, can't forget, though, is that all three games they were down, 24-10-10, mm-hmm. yep. 
Um, what's amazing about all of them, they won by more than one score after. That's <laughs> what I was just telling just Hunter. ridiculous. And you didn't, you get teared. I, I just got through telling the guy at work, I said, I picked the 49ers because I think the front four can cause a lot of havoc with Mahomes. And they mm-hmm. did that. I said, but if they score 21 points in a quarter, they will beat uh, 49ers. And that's exactly what they done. And it was actually in mm-hmm. six minutes. Right. You're talking about six. Now, that wasn't all them. That was uh, Shanahan making some really bad. Uh, clock management calls. You know, Andy Reid gets the bad. I, I put it on all of it on Shanahan. Hunter didn't want to totally agree with me, but I did because I watched Jason, Jason, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett uh, lose games in Dallas doing the same thing where they could just take knees and games Kill over. Clock. So with um, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, 49ers led by 10 and lost by 11. Seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. The Falcons were up 16 and lost by six in overtime. Both times he was the, of course, offensive coordinator and and, and everything. But and people want to argue what would be successful, what would not be. Well, I personally think when you get up in that situation, you run the clock and run the ball until you're put in the situation right. where you have to throw. Like, well, don't throw because you should or or because you have a man on man situation. That's good. Um, the the clock is more important than the yardage and all of that. So. They scored was two forty seven, I think, to, to to make it twenty to seventeen or something like that, or or when they took the lead, it, it was two forty seven to play. Well, if they just took the two sets of knees before that and the two series before that, they would have had they would have wasted the four minutes off the clock, and they wouldn't even had the time. I know there were some timeouts and a two minute warning, but it would have been way less time. Yeah, and and, and I think Shanahan messed up a lot on that, Zach. Um, you know, like I said, they they were down, so Hunter said they got a. They might have a cakewalk. Two couple things to remember. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to play Lamar in the playoffs. No. And they didn't have to play New England in the playoffs. And they were They've down already, by double already, digits to everyone else. They so had already, they had I don't think beat, they're invincible. Well, they, no. had, they had already beaten New England right. in the regular season with Tom Brady. So it's not. And, I, and I'm also looking forward to saying this. Tom Brady's not going to be in New England forever. So New England might have one or two years left. That's, that's probably it. Who knows whether or not this Baltimore Ravens team with Lamar Jackson is going to have the same amount of success that it had this year, where they only lost three. No, what? Only lost two games. Weren't they only 14 and two? Yeah. So there's no guarantee that they'll even go 14 and two again and be in a position where they have the first round by, where they have the opportunity to play the Kansas City and maybe an AFC championship game. So we're looking at that, and you just never know. And if that's the case, and you pick, you just pick out a team not named New England or Baltimore that's going to stop Kansas City in a playoff run where it comes down to one game. Who are you going to trust more, Patrick Mahomes or the other team's quarterback? Um, who are you going to trust, Andy Reid or the other team's coach? The only, the only other two teams in the AFC I could see that working for is, I think, the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots because John Harbaugh is a very good head football coach, and so is, we know what Bill Belichick is. But like I said, there's no guarantee that they'll even see them, and especially with the Patriots in the next few years possibly being in a quarterback controversy, if not this offseason. So if you ask me, it's really paving the way for the Kansas City Chiefs possibly for the next two or three years to just make the Super Bowl, like how the Patriots have done for years. They've been unopposed in the AFC, and now that's kind of how it's turned for Kansas City. I would have said it differently if the Indianapolis Colts retained Andrew Luck instead of him retiring. I would say it differently if Tom Brady still maybe had another five to six years left in him. And if I didn't, you know, have question marks on, I know how great Lamar Jackson was this year, but I don't know. He, 
there's no guarantee he'll replicate what he did this year next year. And the Texans. I know Deshaun Watson, a lot of people argue whether or not he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Do you really trust him over Patrick Mahomes? And do you trust Bill O'Brien over Andy Reid? I don't. So, to me, unless there's a team out there that just in the AFC happens to fall upon the next great quarterback, it could be the Chargers if they like what they get in either Tua or Justin Herbert. It could be, you know, a team that makes a, a move for a quarterback in the offseason like a Teddy Bridgewater who can go out there and win you football games. But even then, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes in the head-to-head battle. What was it that really cost San Francisco in this game besides Kyle Shanahan making the, you know, the misplays and game management? It was when Kyle Shanahan decided to make it a quarterback versus quarterback, and you're not winning that. Garoppolo is not going to outplay Patrick Mahomes. He's not. I don't know if he Technically, statistically, technically, he had better, really almost a better game than Mahomes. Just They both threw two interceptions. Mahomes just had two extra touchdowns, one running and one passing. Completion percentage-wise, Garoppolo was better than Patrick Mahomes, but it's not always going to be like that. Um, I don't think... Uh, and, none of those, and none of those teams outside of New England have a defense better than the 49ers. Uh, no, the 49ers defense is stout. I don't know if he tried to make it his quarterback versus their quarterback as much as it was my play calling versus your play calling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but, Randy, then, but, even, Reed. but even then, by default, it ended up being quarterback mm-hmm. versus quarterback because he took it out of the running back's hands and said, my play calling versus your play calling through the air, well, then it, you know they're both using their own tool, which is the quarterback. So it was a quarterback versus quarterback decision. I did hear an interesting uh, rumor that's going around, <clears throat> and it would be. Uh, ironic if uh, the Patriots uh, signed Tom Brady and traded him to the uh, 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo's contract awesome. is fulfilled in April, so technically they can do whatever they want with him after April, either re-sign him or m- move off of him. Yep. Um, they, they're they definitely uh, pretty decent uh, in, in all their spots. I think they, they got a good football Because what did you just say? Kansas City, if they just slightly improve their defense— their defense obviously made a huge leap mm-hmm. this year from last year. Then that happened because they have the new defensive coordinator with them. So I don't see why not. It's not that far-fetched that Kansas City could make a run for the next three years at Super Bowl titles. The only problem is going to be, I'm not saying that they're going to win every one. I'm saying they can get there. For them to win every one, they have to still go against the heavily, you know, the, the heavily saturated competition in the nfc right there's so much competition in the nfc there's so many good teams in the nfc but the afc that's where i'm like yeah the the door is basically open for them to get there right (laughs) exactly we're talking about how on monday how we could have maybe 10 different quarterbacks in the afc on a different team anywhere from three to ten and it wouldn't be uh, a, a problem uh, wouldn't be a surprise is what we were saying. That's for, just for, that, a surprise in, the AF, in the AFC for ten up to ten new quarterbacks. Oh yeah, and almost it, it's almost every team that didn't make the playoffs might have an idea. Some of them, you know, the Patriots and Titans might have new quarterbacks. There's two teams that did. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my internet. We're, we're running our stream is fine. I was just checking it. Um, you folks walking online, but I'm having... Are y'all too okay on the internet? Yeah. I'll just yeah, see if I can get some wireless here. I don't know if I can or not, but... Yeah, um... They, uh... Crap, where was I going before you pointed at that? Something with football. 
the quarterback. Quarterback. The quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh yeah, we was talking about ten new, possibly ten new ones, and um, you know, they um, it. This could be one of the weirdest, wildest off seasons ever. Uh, just watch them talk about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott down there, and you know they have options as well. They've got so many different quarterbacks that they could go after. Does Does Jerry try to even throw money at Tom Brady? You know, two years at Brady for for sixty five million dollars. Um, some does somebody do that? Throw an offer at Brady just to make the Patriots raise up their offer. Like like for the Chargers, mm-hmm. we'll offer Brady thirty five million dollars a year. If he says no, we don't have Brady, whatever we and then either way you still yeah. draft Herbert or, or whoever at six. You can. Like draft Brady mm-hmm. pay, pay Brady for two years and draft Herbert at six and then like like put the pressure on the Patriots to have to pay well, it, the thirty five million and if he down, signs with them, then you still yeah. got thirty five million dollars and if still you Herbert. do that. If you do that, you're you're not hurting the draft pick. You're not hurting the rookie quarterback mm-hmm. because a lot of people believe sometimes rookie quarterbacks will improve by sitting behind and learning behind a veteran quarterback right. so I, to me that that's that's a play that you can make especially if you think tom brady's only got two years left i cannot i don't know i cannot get connected to my my interweb of but we're streaming so i don't want to connect disconnect from what i'm connected to mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean no i agree i understand so i mean i'm looking i'm looking right here i'm just trying to show live. the fan. i know i'm just trying to show some the fans are screenshots at some point yeah well that's all right Hunter, your camera got messed up as well. I'll, I'll oh. hook up. I'll, I'll hook you up with that. All right. Um, so Zach, we were talking our. Um, we did our Mount Rushmores Friday. Um, yep. Oh, that was the one you was talking about. Uh, we did our Mount Rushmores of um, 49ers and Chiefs on Friday. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, give him a quick synopsis of what we did with that. <clears throat> so basically, our. Did you mute me or? You mute him. You can still hear me? Oh, that's okay. I can't hear myself. Um, basically, what we did was a Mount Rushmore of 49ers players of all time, Kansas City players of all time, and no, Joe Montana is not on both Those. of them. <laughs> he's, he's not on both of them. So, on the 49ers, you can probably guess three of them. Uh, yeah. let's, let's give you. My, my did, shot? Did you listen to it? I have not. Okay, I did well, not hear let's, that. Let's see what you, what you uh say. 49ers, uh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Steve, oh. Now those two were our Ronnie Lott. And then I had a third one that was an automatic, and then I gave open-ended discussion for the fourth one. On both of the lists, me and Kevin had three of the same ones. It was always the fourth one we were up in question. Yeah, about. and I could see that. I mean, I, I would, you know, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice is, is You've already guessed our third. Ronnie Lott. Yeah, and then, there, then you got a open-ended on, and I can see that. you, you got, and Tom both said no Ronnie Lott. Really? Right. I just don't know you can do that. I said that he's one of the best safeties ever. He he struck fear in everybody. Right. Um, so yeah, he he might be the best safety ever. Honestly, uh, <laughs> gosh, that'd be, I don't even get in that conversation with uh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed's probably my favorite. Well, he's a, that's a different. That's a free safety. That's not a strong. Yeah, that makes sense. Ronnie Lott was the run stopping safety. He was. Yeah. I mean, he, yes, he 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 could play defense and everything, but you know, it's not. Uh, it, it that's it's. I, I don't see a way of leaving Ronnie Lott off of it. He was Bill Ambeer, uh for the Pistons. <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, my my fourth one for the 49ers, and this is where the argument came across, and I was trying to pull it up so so you and everybody could, could watch. If you'll just type in on your computer there, Zach, 49ers greatest. What is, what's that noise coming from? Is that your computer or is that mine? Okay. Uh, I'm thinking. 49ers greatest, and Tom and Terry wanted Roger Craig. No. Can't do it. 
I and, can't. And I said, I'm going defense if it's well. Me. I said, mine was Charles Haley. That's mine. That's that's okay. where I was going with. So I'd have you no and me have the exact same four. Yeah. I said, if you take, you can't take Steve Young because Dion won that championship. Probably, yeah. you can't take Charles uh, Roger Craig because Frank Gore's got almost twice as many yards as him. Then you go to wide receiver. Tom wanted Tom wanted to get Dwight Clark an honorable mention in there, and I'm like, well, he's not better than To. No. So you, if you're going to put To on there, I mean, him, then you got two wide receivers. So yeah. to me, it was Montana, you have Rice, Char, Charles Haley, and Ron, and Ronnie Lott. Yeah, that that would be mine. Okay. No, no, and, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even blink. Uh, the only person I would even maybe slide up in would be Steve Young. And that would uh, he would be think, over Roger Craig. I think Ter- I think Tom's was Young and Craig, and Terry was. Did he have Haley with me? But he but but he wanted but he definitely wanted uh he was in he was he would definitely want Roger Craig as well. Hunter, why will my browser not connect? You're my internet man. I'm not sure what's what. I don't know what's going on right there. Because I'm streaming, so I'm definitely streaming, and I've checked online. Oh, I keep turning you down. Is that what yeah, it is? You keep turning me down. Again, so I can't tell you I can't hear myself. Let me turn the. How about that? No okay. problem. All right. That's why you couldn't hear yourself. You keep, I can hear you no matter what. All right. So that was our 49ers, Zach. Chiefs. See if you can guess what we had. We agreed, Priest like Holmes. we said, on three. That was not one of our top three. Really? No. He was our fourth. I, wasn't going, I was going for four, but I'm he trying was to think our, of Chiefs in my He head. was our fourth, but he got kicked off from a Holmes on Monday. I can't know. Not yet. Yes. Yes, yet. I'm going to have to look up Chiefs all time just to. All right, we'll give oh, them to you. I had Lynn Dawson. Yeah, that's a definite. Tony I Gonzalez. Had Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that's no brainer. And Derek Thomas. No brainer. Yeah, I can, so see, those where, are I can my, see where your fourth so comes up. So those are my three. And the, my fourth was Priest Holmes. And then Mahomes has already thrown, thrown 50 touchdowns and won a Super Bowl MVP. I put I took Priest Holmes off and put in Mahomes. Look, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't have a problem with either. I don't have a problem with either. Mahomes, side. Mahomes basically has put himself in the conversation just what he's done in the first three seasons, and this is why, because he's one of three quarterbacks in his first three seasons to make a Super Bowl and win an MVP. The other two were Kurt Warner and Dan Marino. The difference is between him and Dan Marino, he won that Super Bowl and has a Super Bowl MVP to his name, and fifty touchdowns to five thousand yards. I have no problem MVP with season. either so. any any part of putting him at four or five on the second list. You know, if you know, you're talking yeah. about that that other list. Mount Pass less. Pass less. Okay, Mount I couldn't remember what less. it was the other day, but I mean, he's nine. <laughs> he's nine on the Bleacher His Report. Um, and a lot of these people, I have no clue who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Gonzalez is two. Derek Thomas is one. That's probably one and one A and one B. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and yeah. if you remember. Tecmo Super Bowl, how te- uh, Derek Thomas was a beast. Derek Thomas is almost Lawrence Taylor. Yes, yeah, he was. I mean, he was. He was. He played outside in, outside linebacker, mm-hmm. whatever you wanted to do. You know, he played defense. Derek Thomas, one of the best defenders ever. Uh, I, 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 I have no problem saying that. Antonio, obviously, maybe the best tight end ever. And so, uh, I, those two. I think the question is, you know, you got Dawson and Mahomes. Do you put, you know, the two quarterbacks? Uh, they're on it. Uh, the running backs in Kansas City have been outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Larry you got, Johnson. You forget, don't forget about Larry Johnson, uh, and Marcus Nigerian Allen. Nightmare. And we mentioned him Saturday. The He's Niger- my favorite. Nigerian my- nightmare, Christian Chief. Okoye. He was a beast on Tech Mobile. Too. Yeah, he was. We got it down the hall. We got to. We got to. We got to get Hunter on some Tech Mobile. Um, you ever played Hunter? 
No. Huh? Never played Tecmo Bowl. Nope. There's a they have a tournament every year. Tecmo Bowl tournament. Winner gets ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I I would enter it and win if they got a rule I don't like. So on the defensive line, if you you know you can on defense you can dive. <coughs> yeah. On the defensive line, you can dive towards the quarterback when the ball snaps and he drops back. And they have outlawed that. That you can't do that. And I don't think that's fair to say you can't why why can't the defensive lineman dive immediately? I know if you've never played the game, but that throws Howie Long completely out for the Raiders. Well, here's the thing. I play with the Eagles. Yeah, with the Eagles. And I don't mind playing against the Bo Jackson and the Raiders because I will play with Reggie White. Yeah. And I can get through the line pretty good with White and then make a play on Bo mm -hmm. with Reggie White. <clears throat> but if they take the diving away, what the diving away gives me, I can I can take away one of their one of their quarterback plays where he rolls out on the play fake. If I do that, then I can have my defense attack Bo and get away with it. But if you take that away, that completely changes that strategy, and that almost makes Bo. It does make him almost unstoppable. Because if you're if your D lineman can't get make a penetration, because you got to make him move, right up and down, side to side, where however you want to look at it. I know Hunter wasn't ready for the Tech Mobile breakdown. <laughs> no, but that that I just think that is unfair, and they take that away. Um, like it, because most people will be like, oh, I'm gonna get Bo Jackson. Like, I don't care. Right. I got Reggie White. Uh, or I got Lawrence Taylor. I don't mind playing with the Giants. I just like. And then you open up. I like my Kevin, Eagles' uh, offense better because I can I can run you with got Jackson. I can run with Kenny. He's the key. Keith Jackson doesn't miss on that game. Yeah. So like I can roll around with Randall Cunningham and then find keep dumping to Keith Jackson. He's the tight end hunter. I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever heard of Keith Jackson or not. But I can dump it. The wide receivers for the Eagles ain't even that good. You don't need them to be. It's just Keith Jackson is that good on, on that game. Novacek's just as good as him on it, but Aitman don't move like, of course, Randall Cunningham does on there. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, you know, talking about all-time Chiefs, uh, I have no problem with, with, with that and then throwing Priest on the on the second-tier mm -hmm. list. Mount Leesmore, I think you call Mount it. Mount Passless. Passless, okay. Mount Passless. Just so, think the opposite. I've tried, I've tried to figure Ru it out Rushmore, Passless. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's the, J, it's the JV... The mountain, it's JV Mountain. And like I said, my, my buddy uh, had, had put that out there. I think I wrote it down. Uh, if we'd done one, he wanted to do college basketball coaches. All right, we'll do that in just a second. Let's, well, all right, let's do pass less for San Francisco, see if you'll agree with this. Because okay. we can put all these other guys that, if you did the Rushmore of Lott and Haley, along with Montana and Rice, if your second list is Steve Big Young, Young. Tara Lowens, Frank Gordon, Roger Craig, that's not a bad list. He wanted to put Dion in there. I didn't know Just because of one year if we should, but he he only played was it one or two in San Francisco? I thought he only got the it, one. It's just one. It was in between uh, the the Cowboys and Atlanta. Super Bowl and um the third so Yeah, it was, they it was won Dallas the, won two. The year that San Francisco, San Francisco won the Dallas one again. He was there in ninety four. He came to Dallas ninety five. Right. He won the Dallas. He's under one year. Right. He was on one year in San Francisco, <clears throat> and that's why I would I would give him. Or was he two years in San Francisco and they beat him the year before? Because Michael Irvin beat him one year, didn't he? Or did they? I don't think they did. If I my, might be wrong. Y'all two got the internet working right now. Okay. I'm sitting here staring at my Let's screen. I, I was, I was. This thing's been the... working so good, being able to pull up for for our folks at home to watch what I'm trying to look at, and I can't even look at nothing online. Y'all uh, just was, get to stare at our ugly faces this morning. I even went through the process. I was actually of looking up uh, our our, our uh, tennis question and. <laughs> Federer is loaded. Nadal is loaded on yeah. their 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 
stuff. But. Championships. Yeah. Let's look at uh, Dion. Uh, he played from 1994 for the 49ers. Just one, just yeah. the one year. Yeah, we'll go pay less for Dion if you really want to. He got Steve Young's ring. If you got, I'm gonna put Steve Young on there. I got to give Dion. If he gets it, if he Not gets ring. If, if Young gets ready for the cream, ring, Dion's got to get it too. I'd even kick Roger Craig off that then and put Dion. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if if Craig wasn't ever one of the best running backs in the league, he was serviceable. He was Hunter. I think make a good maybe or Tom even made a good good comparison. Probably wasn't Hunter. He's a Christian McCaffrey type because they did it was a little it bit was, everything. With yeah, him. that he was the first. Well, and um, so yeah, and, and, and even good, with Frank Gore, best. I don't think he's better than Frank Gore. No. So no, 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 you got no. that to go in there, and you talk about Dwight Clark, and then there was a tight end um, that they had in, in back in those days. Um, his name is, is is slipping my mind. Brent Jones. Brent Jones. Brent Jones. You know Brent Jones. He was a very good tight end Big back in tight. the nineties. <laughs> All right, uh, Hunter. Well, I go, we'll we'll make this quick. If you're gonna do college basketball, Mount Rushmore. Uh, we'll try coaches. to make head it. coaches. Head coaches. Try to make it quick, but it won't be well, probably. Uh, I was watching the North Carolina-Florida State game the other night, and uh, I don't know if this is why that question was run up. Maybe your buddy was watching it too, but Dickie V said he was writing a book, and it was about the basically Mount Rushmore of greatest coaches he's ever seen. And the four he put on there, I would have three of them. Mm -hmm. he Hold has, on, before you, get, before you say let me write. Well, I, got, I, I hadn't even prepared for this. I'll go to this. Well, you know one John of John Wooden's on there. Yep, I was, that was what I was thinking with UCLA. My, it wasn't on his. <laughs> it, what, what's that? John Wooden was not on his. <laughs> well, really? Then we're done. Yeah, Dickie V, <laughs> you just got disqualified. Shock's <laughs> Jock's podcast. Dookie V, I don't like Dookie V. I don't either. I, anyway. Coach K was one of them. I'm sure he was. I just called him Dookie V. Bob Knight, Coach Knight. He would have been, yeah. And Dean Smith was another one. Okay, so there's three. So there's three. I agree with do those. You know, that do John you know Wooden. who the fourth one was? It's not John Wooden. No. Calipari, probably. No. Really? It's Roy. <laughs> really? He put Roy Williams he drinks on there. Too, he drinks. I don't even know if he drinks, but he drinks too much for Roy Williams. Roy Williams, it ain't even his offense. It's not his building. Everything Roy Williams does is copycat. He's got fake classes. But yeah, let's put. He's still got championships. Over John but. Wooden. <laughs> I wouldn't put Roy up there. Wouldn't uh, win how many championships in I a think, row? Was like thirteen was, or something? Yeah, I think you know? Roy was top. Is top ten? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that's debatable. That's pretty close with him. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, that, here's the the Google's list of greatest coaches. There's no particular order: Coach K, Dean Smith, Rick Pitino, Calipari, Roy, John Wooden, Calhoun, Bayheim, Larry Brown, Izzo, Adolph Rupp, Tartanian, Bill Self, Eddie Sutton, Falk Allen, Bill Donovan. Billy Donovan, uh, Bobby Knight. So Bobby Knight went undefeated. Uh, last one went undefeated. And I mean, he was, he was the face of college basketball for a while. Coach K has done a ton, has done has won a ton. Dean, he had so many innovations to the game that people don't realize. Um, the uh, If you've ever seen a player asked to come out, game, Zach, in any sport, the fist, Dean Smith invented that. Um, they had a uh, he had a system at Carolina that, it, it, and for his players, they were trying to figure out playing time. But this is the it's basically the first way they figured out analytics. Hunter mm -hmm. is that they started keeping time with how long the players would get tired or, or ask for timeouts and, and, and players. So, but one of the guys uh, I, I remember a story he, he was telling us at, at yeah. a basketball camp. When, he's one of the subs, mm -hmm. and so 
he figured out that. So he would get subbed in, right? Yeah. So he would get tired. He would say, well, I get tired after two minutes and they take me out anyway. So I would, the rule is if you take yourself out, you can put yourself, you kind of get to put mm. yourself back in. Yeah. So he started trying to game the system. And like after about a minute or so, he had put his hand up and, and get out and then come back like later. And like, hey, coach, I'm ready. <laughs> and try to, he said he, it worked like two or three times. And finally, Dean figured it out. It was like, yeah. uh, no, you're not going back in today. <laughs> it made him sit. I can't remember which which player told me that. It was a, it was an older fellow back from the uh, 80s, but uh, it's one of the coaches uh, telling everybody at the uh, at the game. So that was his warning to us uh, when we're playing down there. He said, if I see one of you mm-hmm. throw up an early hand, we'll, we'll make you set an extra. We'll make sure you're good and rested yeah. before you actually come back. And Zach mentioned the four corners. Uh, not really played that much now. Uh, it is in high school, um, basically wasting uh, taking clock, time off the clock. Unlike Kyle Shanahan, he has no <laughs> idea what four corners is. I would, I would guess he, he probably needs to watch one of those, uh, one of those videos. A um, couple of other things. Uh, he brought the first black player into the ACC with Charlie Scott. Um, right, Dean. Yes, Dean Smith. Yeah, yep, yep. And then I, I'm trying to remember. There was one or two uh, others I wanted to. Oh. Shaking hands at the free throw line and timeout at the free throw line where you know you huddle up and go over the offenses and stuff. Teams didn't do that. Dean Smith was the first to do that. Um, let's see if there's any more I can think of. But yeah, those would be mine. Hunter. So so you said, oh, Vital had uh, Roy Williams. Mm. I'm a Toriel fan again. I don't. I don't. I, I'm a Toriel fan. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, he, 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 Coach K. When is Coach K and, and Dean done? Like, how much? How, how many? They're both seventy, aren't they? Right by now, aren't, right now, aren't they? You mean Coach Roy, K and Roy, Dean? You mean Roy. Oh, Roy? I know Dean's done. I'm sorry, Roy. When are they done? Yeah, they're both close to eighty. Wow. Well, when that check starts stops coming in, I guess. <laughs> that's the one. Here's the thing: I don't think Coach K or Roy Williams decides to retire on their own. You really don't think they? they no. Do? I think it's going to be a Texas how they did with Mac Brown, and you're going to have to retire. And so you need to do it so we don't go out there and embarrass you mm-hmm. doing it. Um, that's how it's going to be because as of right now, the money that both of them are making, why would you, why would you stop? Because, you know, you're so grandfathered in at this point. Even look, right now with the sorry season oh, North but, Carolina but my, is having. My question is, like, is as a human being. When are they done? When am I done making so much more money that I'll ever spend? Like, when do I relax? Right. When do I retire? Like, yeah, what's the point don't... of making? Like, this is six. These are sixty-eight-year-olds making ten million dollars a year, or seventy-year-olds making ten million dollars a year that they have been making all this money for thirty, thirty-some years. And yeah, yeah but that, like, they're not. They but see, that? they they don't have the same mindset we have. <laughs> they don't. It's not when. When is this enough? It's right. just. I'm going out there just coaching basketball. I mean, I, every wow. single year. I mean, just to them. How many grandkids do you need? Where every single year, yeah. your contract can set them for life. No, it's because you got to think if about you got it. Thirty it's, grandkids. It's the same thing that a lot of people say with elderly people. There, it's basically one of the things. Uh, when when you it's if you can still do something, do it because when you stop, that's when you, you're basically giving up. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you they they tell uh, elderly people like get out, be active, walk around, don't don't just stop. Don't just stop moving. <laughs> so with Roy Williams and Coach K to them, no seriously, if they stop, it's yeah. like okay, what what do I do now? You know? 
So for them, it's just coach until, I guess, the University of North Carolina or Duke says, thank you for your services, but we've lined up Coach K or Roy Williams 2.0. Essentially, that was what they hoped they were getting and what they did get in Roy Williams coming in a few years, you know, to try and be the one that finally replaced Dean Smith. That's what they got. So I Duke, I don't know, until one of his ex-players comes in and says, all right, I can take over now, Coach. Wouldn't be surprised if the the head coach at Pittsburgh, yeah, whenever Coach K is deciding to hang it up, he's a Duke man, decides to come down and take over the organization. So I don't know when that that's the hardest question because you ask this, you can ask the same thing about Bill Belichick. When is Bill Belichick going to be done? When is him making all those min, millions and just being in Super Bowl contention every year enough for him? When is he going to? Same well, thing Belichick with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's making like all these millions. Players, football coaches, they got a way harder job than college basketball coaches, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Like, there, there's so much more that Belichick has to deal with. And, like, Coach K, I mean, hey, as, uh, as soon as they start, if they start losing the one and done, would he quit? And look, it's would Roy really quit if, he's, if he has two years and losing in a row and ain't no. getting no recruits? No. Because he's, you know why? Because he's still under contract for that massive extension. Who would you extension. want to be the next coach? Here's just the same thing. It's the same. North Carolina. Like I said, it's a, like I said, how it's Bill, same thing with Bill Belichick. The same question can be asked with Nick Saban. When is winning enough in college football? When is, are you done with the recruiting trail? You've got two signing days now. You don't have any days off. What is it? Mike D'Antonio just, re, just retired, yeah. basically stepped away from Michigan State, comes out later that afternoon and today that somebody turned him in on maybe uh, doing some things he wasn't supposed to I'm do on sure the recruiting trail. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, when you know, these coaches that are just getting older, when is it enough? Same thing with goes Roy Williams and Coach K, I guess, when something like that happens, where they're kind of like how Pete Carroll did USC. He said, hey, it ain't on my hands anymore. I wouldn't be uh, unhappy if, you know, eventually when Roy gets out of here, I actually like the coach that used to be at, uh, at Virginia Tech last year, uh, I believe it was. and then he Buzz left. Williams. I liked him. I tell you who I want. Hubert Davis is already on the staff, and I wouldn't <clears throat> mind that at all. Hubert's a really smart uh, guy. I think the what would be nice for or what would be good for the recruiting and, and the school, I think Kenny Smith would be absolutely phenomenal yeah. for it. Um, all the kids already know who he is. You know, you see him on TV, TV every night. Time. He's a Tar Heel. He, His he, son's he would, there right now. He would love the program, does love the program, understands how the program I runs. Say, I think Kenny Smith. Hubert would be my second choice, but I think Kenny would be my first choice if I'm North Carolina uh, going forward uh, from Roy and being like, that's who I would call. Uh, well, to me, I was calling for Roy Williams' <laughs> job a couple years ago just because, to me, it's like, you know, you're just getting older. It was the same mindset we have now. Yeah. I, it would be nice to bring Usher somebody else in that is, you know, going to be able to take over the program he's a well-known name to me seriously it was brad stevens at butler mm -hmm. i wanted brad stevens i know north carolina had the money to throw at him right. if they really wanted to but the nba stepped in already and said well we see what you have and you're, we'd like you with the celtics so so people say naismith invented the game uh this is what this the, the former coach here in durham said let, let mm -hmm. me pull it down uh real quick he said uh mm -hmm. bill foster uh before he was south carolina bas <coughs> basketball coach uh, was at Duke uh, before that, and he said, "I thought Naismith invented the game, but but nope, Dean Smith did. <laughs> he couldn't beat him." Uh, Dean talking about, you know, I was talking about the players wanting out. Yeah, uh, they had, Jeff Lebo was one of the ones 
that that try to abuse the system. They asked Dean why they didn't let Lebo, who was six eleven, jump ball. He said because after if we let him jump ball, he'll be asking to come out on the next possession coming <laughs> <laughs> coming back. Uh, here's some of uh, some. In, this is going to take a minute, uh, Hunter, because you probably didn't realize all this. But here's some of the innovations uh, that Dean and his staff brought to basketball, just in general, not just ACC or, yeah. or NCAA. Um, pointing a finger at the at the assist man. No one did that until Dean Smith. So you ever done that? Yeah. Hey, good pass. Uh, huddles at the free throw line. I told you that during break to call the plays. Um, the fist signal to get out. Uh, tr- Dean forgot in his first year, Larry Brown threw up the fist signal, and, and Dean shook it back at him and told him way to go. <laughs> uh, there's the Jeff Lebo one about jumping. Yeah. Uh, bench decorum. When a player is removed from a game, he's required to sit next to the assistant head coach next to Dean Smith. All other players are required to slide down one seat. Uh, Dean would not talk to the player until after the change of possession when they went down to the other court. Uh, so he, it wouldn't look like he was embarrassing the player to take him out, and then he would make pointers after the assistant coach talked to him. Mm-hmm. All players on the bench required to stand and applaud any player who was removed from the game uh, or substituted. Within 10 seconds remaining, either the shot clock or the end of the half, the entire bench is to stand in unison so that so the players on the court know you have under ten seconds in the shot clock. Right, ever heard of that? One? Uh, UNC manager, you never saw a UNC manager scurrying around with chairs uh, to further the court into a mini convention as happens in today's games and timeouts. Players, coaches, and managers formed a perfect circle, leaning over to create a cocoon effect, keep all the noise out, and only Dean Smith was allowed to huddle. Uh, he was the first one, uh, first to place one of his players at the top of the key during free throws. Uh, to try to get a missed tip back to his point guard. Uh, he was the first that started, started fouling at the end of close games when a team was behind and calling timeouts after a made basket by his team to set up the defense and foul calls. A manager was stationed at the uh, on the baseline during pregame layup lines to chart every miss. <laughs> so he knew who was missing layups in, in, uh, in warm-up lines. Let's see. A missed layup for any player resulted in the entire team running laps the next day. Same penalty applied for uh, missed classes. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm doing this on my phone. I would be showing everybody online what I was looking at, but like I said, for some reason, my browser's not connecting to the internet at all. Uh, also invented a, a, the second squad line shifts, Hunter. Yeah. So instead of uh, the starters coming out, he would have the second group, which is called the blue team, uh, and that's uh, this was when that's when you get pissed off at your uh, at your starters. So when for, it comes down sucky. to basically arm out Rushmore, we're saying Coach K, yeah. Dean Smith, Bob Knight, John Wooden. That's who I've got. That sounds. Hey, you're not going to hear any argument from me. Support, you're not going to hear any argument from me. I I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Other than that. Right now, if you're a Carolina fan, I know two of us up here are wearing Carolina shirts. Yep. It's kind of a snoozer of a season, really. Very rarely do us North Carolina ba- bas- you know, North Carolina University fans as a whole say we're ready for football season to start back up. But that's how it's looking right now. Yeah, we even got cold back the other day and lost to Virginia. Tech, okay, tell I me. Listen, well, no, lost Boston to. Boston College? Mm, yeah, Boston, Boston College. College by one. Yep. Tell me this. But nobody could hit that. If I was Roy God. Williams. I would not play Coenz any more than fifteen minutes a day, a night. Well, the record You're, is not going to get them into 
the tournament. The tournament. It's not. And this what's is, going to get them in the tournament is winning the ACC tournament. There's okay with, with Cole Anthony on the floor. They're that's six true. and five. That's that's a that's a that's a good observation. That can they? Yes. You think they can win the SEC tournament? No. If they can get no hunter, no. Any anybody can beat anybody at, at this particular point, and if no. they can get. If they can get in unison a little bit. The North, problem is they have no shooting. North Carolina cannot beat any of the top three teams in the ACC. Yesterday, or no, the day before when they were playing Florida State, they were close. Then what happened? They went on a six-minute stretch of only scoring four points in the second half. You cannot go on six- to seven-minute stretches of only scoring two points and expect to beat any of the top three teams in the ACC. I'm sorry, you can't do it. You can't beat Louisville, definitely not. You cannot beat Duke, definitely not. And they're playing Duke next, and we just saw you cannot beat Florida State. They got lucky when they beat NC State at NC State that NC State pulled a seven-minute scoreless drought against North Carolina. That same that NC State had did against Virginia that they somehow won when they went 10 minutes without scoring. You can't have a team where if you cannot score within maybe a minute or two, you, you don't expect to win, especially when this team is so one-player-centric. If Garrison Brooks doesn't show up, they're toast. He did not play well at all. At the end of the first half against Florida State, he had one point. As a big man in a North Carolina offense, he had one point. And this is my and this is why I like Cole Anthony and I think Cole Anthony is going to translate really well to the NBA scene because he's going to have NBA players around him and he is just hurting right now because he doesn't have it. But what I mean by, you know, Roy Williams needs to put him on a minutes restriction is because he goes out there and tries to play hero ball too much because he knows he has nobody else around him. What was it that cost him the game against Boston College besides the three-point shooter jumping? Airballed? Yeah. Besides the three-point shooter for Boston College jumping into Brandon Robinson and them calling that a three-point foul, which I thought was a joke seeing how Brandon Robinson was the one that came out with an injury because he got basically undercut, came down and rolled his ankle. I thought that was a joke. But then you have Cole Anthony come down and try and get everybody spread out for isolation ball. The Boston College defenders, they know what he's going to do with it. He's going to just work it around until he can get his shot. So both of them stay up at the top of the key, and they both get their hands in his face, and he airballs a three-point shot. You're only down by one. Why didn't you try and drive to the rack? You were 12 for 12 from the free throw line anyways. You didn't have to prove that you were, you know, a great three-point shooter. Just drive to the lane. I don't understand, you know, as much as I love watching Cole Anthony because I think he's got a good game, and I think, like I said, it'll definitely translate to the next level. What this Carolina team really needs is for them to be forced to learn how to make shots on their own and not be so reliant on the clu- on the crutch that is Cole Anthony. Because right now he's just a crutch. Has, has they, Roy- know, they know he'll go on the floor and get them 20. That's a, they're crutching on him. They're not nobody else. That Keeley guy or he, kneeling guy for them, number 55, he is awful. <laughs> he is Awful, and I know he's not really their backup point guard because Harris is, and he tore his ACL like early in the season, and he's done for the year. But still, he can't hit a shot to save his life. The bigs, they're so injury prone. So right now, because what um, number forty-two, the big man, uh, he's hurt behind Garrison Brooks. Armando Baycott is only a freshman. So if you're North Carolina right now, this is one of the moments where it's like, dude. You're going to have to stop being so reliant on Cole Anthony, and I get it. They say this team's going to go as Cole Anthony goes. Why? You're already out of the NCAA tournament. 
you're possibly out of the NIT. And I know good and well this team can't beat the top three teams in the NC in uh, in the ACC. So why not use the rest of this season to build for next season? Get your guys acclimated to going out there and scoring on their own and not having that one guy that they just say, oh, he's coming down the court with it. All right, spread out. Get, give it to everybody out the lane. Just let him work. Isolation ball. Street ball. Just let him play one-on-one. It just doesn't work that way. And I, and I think that's – I think, to be honest, it's all on Roy Williams. It is all on Roy Williams for that. Do, has Roy called uh, more more timeouts than he's not called or less? I have no idea. What do you think? I don't think he really has upped his timeout calls. I think he still thinks he can take them home with him. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, as a Carolina fan, literally, I had a buddy of mine. He's a Florida State fan. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's sad, really, how bad Carolina this year is, is this year. Because usually, they're good enough, at least, to be competitive in the ACC. You know, maybe finish, if not in the top three, the four or the five spots, still have conversation about making the NCAA tournament. Even if they're not, you know, going to win it, they're still in conversation of making it. Now, they're not even in conversation of making the NIT. And I told him this, and this is serious because, you know, a lot of Carolina fans will probably agree with this. It's difficult for them to replace everything that they lost from last year. They lost probably, if I had to go back and try and do math, 85% of their offense went was gone from last year. They lost Luke May, who was right. senior leadership, even though I'm not even a Luke May fan. I'm not. He was still senior leadership. Could go out there and get you at least 15 and 10. He go out, he was a, He's what you call a solid college basketball yeah. player. Cam Johnson was a spot-up three-point shooter, and he was a first-round draft pick. Kobe <laughs> White, spot-up three-point shooter and a draft pick. Oh, my um, God. And then not only, yeah, and not only, and this year little, like he was a good bench player coming off the bench in college and the pros, we'll see what he becomes, but they legit lost four to five key players last year. He should have never, he should have never, never, no, I agree. He should have never left. He never proved to me at all, except for maybe a three game run in the ACC tournament. And then a little bit in the NCAA tournament that, oh, this is what we could expect out of him. But he never, he never deserved to leave. But that's what I mean by nobody on this team is stepping up to fill those shoes. And even now, there's a big shoe to fill that they're trying to, or there's a big shoe that they're trying to fill at the point guard position. I know how talented our point guard is, but Kobe White is a, still a big shoe to fill. That was a large part of that offense. Kobe White's better than Cole Anthony. Yeah, I believe so. I think he's a better spot up shooter. Getting so to all the, around. I don't think I don't think he's better getting to the oh, rack than Cole Anthony. Kobe White's better. So the Chiefs parade. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. It was a dry. It was a uh, car chase. They had a car chase and wrecked a guy on the street of the parade and wrecked wrecked the guy safely on the street without hitting anyone in the middle of the parade. Who is that? You see this? Wow. Chiefs getting wild in Kansas City out there. I wonder if it was. I want to know the story. I wonder if it was really someone messing around or or looked like he was rubbing Drayson. Yeah, that was wild. Um, People are so crazy. And you talking about you know for next year, these guys that are playing this year, they're not starting next year because the no the, the, the f- team we got coming in. Uh, they're, four they're McDonald's all Americans. Four so, McDonald's all Americans coming in next year. So. And not to mention Cole Anthony is probably going to go to the draft, so he's not even going to play, be on the team next year. This is that's what I mean by Roy Williams. 
He's not going to be here next year. Put him on a minutes restriction. Whatever he does within those minutes, he's on the court. Great. Fine and dandy. But you have to force these other guys who aren't going to just go straight to the draft after one to two years. you got to force them to really grow up and learn to play at the physical level that the college basketball is. Because college basketball is a lot more physical than high school. You're not running around if you're the most dominant kid on the floor playing against maybe five foot eleven to six foot one white boys in high school anymore, okay? You're not. You're playing some of the best, especially in the ACC. You're playing some of the best players in some states growing up. So it's it's none of this, oh, I can just go out there and oppose my will and play the same game that I played in high school. No. And especially Armando Baycott. As high, he was a four to five star recruit out of high school. And he looks lost on the college court. Can you imagine if he decided that he wants to leave after one year, how he might look in the NBA? He's not. He's not leaving. They're. They're. they're he's not getting drafted. They, he might be second know. round. To me, it's just one of those things where you know you really don't have anything to play for now. I'm sorry. I know you think they might can win some win the ACC tournament. There's no way. Not, not after what I've seen them do against Florida State. Go six to seven minutes. Scoreless. Who's the favorite in the ACC? Who's what? The favorite in the ACC. I don't know. Right now, Louisville looks really good, but Florida State's defense is nothing to pout at. Duke is still Duke. That's why. That's why I think you know if they could ever just get it halfway together, nobody is the the front runner. And you see what happens in March Madness well, we'll every see. year. Well, we'll see Saturday night because yeah. Saturday night North Carolina plays Duke. We'll see if they can get anything together. They won't get blown out by fifteen. And because you know you talk about him going to the NBA, he has nothing that the NBA really looks for right now. No. Uh, he's not. He's not a three his point big, shooter. His big man style is dead, mm-hmm. technically. So he'll be back next year, and uh, we'll be loaded up with the the draft, or not the mm-hmm. draft, but the uh, recruiting. So, well, speaking get of us the, why you can get us this year. Yeah. Well, speaking of the NBA, as of right now, there's probably less than 24 hours until the trade deadline is over. I think it's. Yeah. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Tomorrow's trade deadline is over at 3 o'clock. Okay, so it is just over maybe about 26 more hours before the trade deadline is over, and trades will no longer be valid in the NBA. There have been trade talks all around. Let me go ahead and read you some of the NBA trade talk. There's already been one today that's already <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, there was one today, Clint Capella in a four-team deal. So the Hawks got Clint Capella. And they also they, – um, all right, I'm going to try and read how this worked out. Okay, Tuesday night, the Houston Rockets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Atlanta Hawks, and Denver Nuggets agreed to a trade sending Robert Covington to Houston, Clint Capella to Atlanta. So I'm not sure what the Denver Nuggets or the Minnesota Timberwolves got out of that. Didn't really tell me, but it's not. it looks like Robert Covington is in Houston and Clint Capella is in Atlanta. So that's something that happened. D'Angelo Russell is a big name that's still on the board. Minnesota is in hot pursuit of trying to get D'Angelo Russell. Also is the Knicks. First-round pick that they acquired through the Covington trade. Okay, so there's something that the Timberwolves got. Was a first-round pick. Could be something that they redirect towards Golden State, who's having a down year, but it's nothing crazy to try and get D'Angelo Russell. Andre Iguodala is also said to possibly be in play. He's with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Let's see what else. The Pelicans are not close to a Drew Holiday deal, so Drew Holiday might be on there. The Knicks Knicks are thinking about Kyle Kuzma. Details. Yeah, the Knicks are thinking about Kyle Kuzma, who the Lakers are looking to try and move. 
uh, the and the Knicks and Hornets are in discussion for a Julius Randle, Terry Rozier, and others trade. All right, Minnesota got Evan Turner from Atlanta Ooh. and Jared Vanderbilt from Denver. Denver gets Shabazz Napier, Bates Diop, Noah Vonley, and Gerald Green. Atlanta gets Nene. Houston gets Jordan Bell from Minnesota and a second-round pick from Golden State. And the Hawks are waving Chandler Parsons to complete the deal. So there's your NBA deal. You mentioned uh, Rozier for Randall. Uh, Hornets, I, love I like it. it. Um, I love it. You, you just need. I love the plan. You need wing and big man scoring, and you don't. You don't need two point guard scoring. Terry Rozier this season: eighteen points, four and a half rebounds, four point two assists. Julius Randle on the season: eighteen point nine points, nine and a half rebounds, yeah. three point two assists. So assists, <laughs> yeah. they are almost similar: three point two to four point two. And then Julius Randle essentially is getting you ten rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's like I said. So Randle's getting I the same assists. You, I texted you last night. I was like, he's a twenty and ten guy walking around at the four spot. Yeah. Well, well, people were saying no to Kevin Love, and I didn't understand why. Um, you got, yes, he's a, he's a, he's almost like Kevin Love almost. Um, the the assist, he getting three assists is is pretty good for a big man. The fact that because the Hornets point guards never get assist. Yeah, but uh, say so, Terry Rozier. 4.2 assists, and he's the point guard. That's not helping. I don't understand. Devontae Graham, even if at the, from the point guard position, is getting at least if seven. If you're not going to score 20 and get, get me five to ten assists, what are you doing at point guard? You're not. You're not. He's a backup. As player, what, efficiency, what player efficiency rating. Rozier, 14.89. Julius Randle, 16.81. So, I mean, if you're talking just efficiency, average, I believe so. I think 15 If you're talking average. efficiency rating, Julius Randle is the way to go. There was actually a bidding war this past offseason on who was going to get Julius Randle because he didn't want to re-sign with the Pelicans. So, it was whoever was going to offer him the contract, and then he just signed with the Knicks because that was a lot of people were upset that mm-hmm. Kevin Durant picked the Nets over the Knicks. And they didn't think the Knicks were going to get anyone. They ended up signing Julius Randle. I don't think it's a bad deal at all. You're dumping Terry Rozier out. Uh, I don't know who you're going to put exactly at the two position to start in his place because I think Devontae Graham is better at running the point. Obviously, he can average you seven assists mm-hmm. than Terry Rozier is. And usually, from when I've seen them covering them this year, they always seem to put, if they're both on the floor, Graham at the one and Rozier at the two. Now, Rozier, technically, if you want to look at it, was kind of living up to his contract. It was about nineteen million a year. He's averaging eighteen, so he's close. Mm-hmm. He's co- close to making making what he's getting paid. That's what you should. So and he, that's what he, he should. People want to talk about that. One hundred ten is about the average points, and it's close, right at the salary. Another cap. So name, a that, point, yeah, a point per million dollars. And another name that they were talking about uh, between the Hornets and Knicks conversation was Malik Monk for Dennis Smith Jr. So Malik Monk's basically sixth man to the Hornets. He comes in off the bench. He doesn't start. That would be okay. I think for me, just a trade, you're essentially you're trading spots. Dennis Smith Jr. to come be a sixth man or possibly the two guard or Malik Monk stays and continues to be the sixth man or two guard. Whether or not Malik Monk stays or goes is not upsetting to me. Uh, if you're a Hornets fan, you should not be upset about the thought of him leaving either. He doesn't come off the bench and guarantee you double-digit scoring. He's not like the Lou Williams who's probably the best sixth man in the league coming off and can get you 20 any night. Malik Monk will go out there and get you eight. He might get you a nice little highlight reel. He might get a nice lob from somebody. But other than that, I mean, he's doing just what you would expect him to do. So I, I like the possible move 
of Terry Rozier for Julius Randle. Um, right, other, we we but, have changes in the three-point contest. Yeah, I saw that. You seen this? Mm-mm. They've added two deep shots. What, from, like, uh, the logo? Uh, it doesn't. It'd probably be in between the three-point line and the logo. They've added. Kind of where uh, Steph likes to shoot at. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody will get 27 shots instead of 25, and now 70 seconds instead of 60. Two additional shots will come six feet beyond the three-point line between the racks, between the wing racks. Those shots, only one from each spot, is called the Mountain Dew Zone. Of course. I mean, I have no will problem We'll be taken with, with a special green ball. I have no problem So we've with got that. brown balls, red and white balls, and green balls. Why is it the Mountain Dew? What happened to Sprite? Why, do, why ain't Sprite starting on this anymore? Because they're not. I don't know. Dang it, Sprite. Dew. You ruin everything. Uh, the rest of the format, three-point contest will be the same uh, as usual. List of competitors, Damian Lillard, Buddy Heald, Dave Bertans, Devontae Graham, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and Joe Harris. Zach Levine's taking part in the three-point contest? Yes. Is he, isn't Is he it, also taking part in the dunk contest? He might be. Um, Levine, uh, I don't, has, has Brent Berry the only one that's won both? The Duncan three? I think so. I'm pull, pulling up the All-Star Saturday nights as best I can. I'm starting to lose juice here. Uh, let's see. Yep. Nope. Nope. I don't know what I'm looking for here. Joe Harris, our headline. Uh, uh, Jason Tatum. I'm trying to find it. The fourth dunker will be Connaughton. 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 I have no idea how to pronounce that. This is me being stupid. All right. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Yeah. Derek Jones, Jr. Let's see. Aaron Gordon, who finished second to Levine. No. So it's it's Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Derek Jones, Derek Jr. Jones. And who would you say the last one? Why do they only have Ken four? The, the 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 dunk contest aggravates me a lot. Uh, how they can't ever decide... On like we, we, we've what got format are they wanting? To we've use? got how many three point shooters? Eight. And we've only got four dunkers. Well, that's how the league is gone. Three point shooters everywhere. Like, why don't we have eight dunkers as well? You get one round if you, and then we cut somebody, and then then go from there instead of giving somebody five minutes to make seven dunks or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't know. The format changes every year. You're right. Um, it, it's not that hard. You, you go up and you attempt to dunk. You, you get three attempts at a dunk, maybe one, two, three. And you lose whatever five points per miss. It shouldn't be that hard. So you got three attempts, Hunter. Yeah. Every time you, every time you, and I would even, I would even say, boys, every time you leave your feet, that's an attempt because I don't want to sit here and watch you go up there and pretend to do a three sixty seven times off the bounce because yeah. all these timing and these bounces and these throwings, maybe you don't want to try that if you can't do that. <laughs> you know that that would shut that off. But uh, yeah, I would like to see more guys in it than just the four. Uh, but those of you are dunking three-point uh, contestants. I watched it last year in person, of course. I was at the Charlotte Hornets when I thought that was – that's probably a highlight of, I guess, my life mm-hmm. was being at the dunk contest. Uh, we, I was the, – the only problem, I don't know if it was the good or bad, it was at the basket I was at, but I was behind the basket. So I couldn't technically see the dunks. You know, you know what I mean? So once they got up above the backboard and stuff and dunked it, I couldn't see them because they got cameras and all kinds of stuff there behind the 
behind the glass. So uh, you could see them go up. You can see them do about everything. And then the three-point shots, some of the threes you couldn't uh, tell if they went in mm-hmm. being being behind the glass like that. So that was kind of – but I did get to see it. I was there uh, within shooting distance, I guess you could say, uh, of that. Uh, any favorites in any of them? I'm pulling for Dwight. Yeah, even though he's, But he'll probably win. He's going to win. He's going to go out there in the Kobe jersey. Put, uh, Vince Carter in it for his hoorah. See, what's funny about that, Zach, is last year – uh, during Dirk's last year, uh, he came when they came to Charlotte. I went to shoot around for the Mavericks, and I got to ask Dirk a few questions after he talked to someone else. And then they stole my questions on put it yeah. on. Made yeah. a, they made a meme and put it on the internet. Zach Bleach was a Bleach Report. That it was did Bleach it? Report. So the guy for Bleach Report was talking to Dirk. Right when he got done, I just happened to be standing there and I was kind of waiting. There was nobody else there. I was like, I'm just going to start asking questions until I get told to leave him alone. You know, mm-hmm. so. One of my questions was, uh, could we see Dirk and Vince in the three-point and shooting contest? And he talked about uh, – I've got it on YouTube if you folks want to go and watch it on our KTC broadcasting page where he talked about uh, wanting uh, – it would be neat to see to see Vince try. And uh, if he would be invited, he would be in the three-point contest, in which he was uh, a few weeks later. So I kind of predicted that with, with Dirk on the court there. And then I also asked Dirk – and this is what the Bleach Report guy stole from me – is uh, – now remember – he has packed up his stuff. He's 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 in his bag with his back turned. <clears throat> so it's just me, Dirk, and his handler. Like this is the only people. There's four of us standing there on, on the side of the court. I said, "Well, Dirk, I tell you what, um, Luke is having a good season this year. He's got some pretty good moves. Uh, a lot of people think you're one of the best one-on-one players of all time. Uh, how do you see yourself, you know, match up playing one-on-one with Luca?" And he gave me a response, basically like in his heyday. You know, Luca couldn't guard him. Blah blah blah. He gave that fun answer. He said, "Right now, I can't. I can't guard Luca." Uh, he's too young, too quick, blah, blah, I hadn't been, I, I'd already texted them the stuff, and I ain't been home an hour, and, and on Bleach Report it says, Luca said, uh, Dirk says Luca could beat him one-on-one. He's got a picture of Dirk and Luca on, <laughs> on the Bleach Report Twitter feed. Now, that came straight from my question and, 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 my, and me talking to Dirk right there. Like I said, the guy had his back turned, was he's looking in his book bag, messing in it, putting stuff up, and that's what kept, because I actually remember when I said that, I kind of remember his head popping up a little bit there, there on the sideline and listening. I did not think by the time I got home it was it would already be tweeted out in a meme about Dirk and Luca playing one on one, but it was. Yeah, Dirk's one of my all time favorite players. Right, I, I do right. like Luca a lot. Uh, I like the way he plays the game. And uh, interesting things coming up next year too is is this. A lot of people haven't talked about it for the Hornets. They've been trying to get to this point for a while, but they're going to have some cap space. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was just looking at it, fifty-five million under the cap space, unless and and Batum is probably going to do this unless Batum exercises his option to opt in. He's not getting that from anybody else, I wouldn't think. No, twenty-seven point one million, right? But uh, if he opts in, it'll put us down to twenty-eight. But it'd be nice <sighs> to have some cap space. I just don't. I would never attract a big free Here, agent. I don't think. But the if we could just load up with some mediocre. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, the team's history is they've never signed any free agents. Um, they need to realize if that basically Charlotte right now, you're in the same situation that the Oklahoma City Thunder have been in for years. They don't they don't really get big free agents. No. It's either somebody was traded to them or they build right. like they you did originally to, you through have the to, draft. You have to hit on your draft picks mm-hmm. and get the stars, and you also have to trade in these small yeah. markets because you're not they have never the history of the Hornets, they've never signed uh, big time free agents. Like They've the two, all been trades. Two top players for them right now in Oklahoma City, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That was the trade that they made when mm-hmm. they traded Paul George. They've to made the a Clippers. ton of trades. They made a the ton years. of trades. And then the same with Russell Westbrook going to Houston. That's how they got Chris Paul. 
I mean, listen. The, and look at them. The, they're like in the, the Thunder top five have for traded, the West. The Thunder have traded Harden, Westbrook, and, and, let, and, and, let, and let, Durant walk. Let, let Durant walk. And the damn Hornets are scared to do anything with MKG. We got to hold on to him because we picked him second 10 years ago. Wait, wait for he pan out. He's still paying. And still look, and look which team is actually having success in their conference. The Thunder are fourth or fifth in the West. And look, they don't even have their true, their big three superstars anymore. They don't even have their franchise guy in Russell Westbrook anymore. The Hornet stuff aggravates me. Jason sent me that. It's his daughter saying they told me he looked like her. And I know his mama, her mama. And I was like, no, you don't. She looks just like her mama. Them freckles. Zach, I'm going to tell you about that. We've got a, I had a detective spy service in my house the other day for my daughter. She she was snitching uh, on, her, on her brother. I was trying to find us a, I thought I had a college basketball note. No, I mean an NBA note for us today. Maybe I didn't. Right now they've slid back a little bit. Oklahoma City's in the seventh spot. But that's in the West. That's in the star-studded West. Do you know what the Hornets are in the East? Twelfth. Well, you, it, They're if 12th. you just look at it. Uh, They're got, one spot above the Knicks. You got your uh, your NBA free agents is coming up in the next year, and I'm looking at it here. Um, and uh, I don't like that view. Um, <laughs> you got Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Mike Conley, Andre Drummond, Gordon Hayward, Eric Gordon, Jamar Rosen. I mean, any that's seven of them. Let's do a couple more. Um, I mean, let's just say, you know, for instance, hypothetically, if we could just get the mediocre. They just need one guy who can score more than 20 points. I like Eric Gordon. I mean, would Eric Gordon be bad for us? No. He well, he's 20 a, points a game. He's a scoring guard. I mean, if you uh, want another DeMar scoring DeRozan, guard. I don't, he, you know, is he happy in San Antonio? Would he come to us? 2021 no. NBA free agents. Zach, I wouldn't even. Chris Paul, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. I wouldn't even consider. Nobody's coming Nobody's to there. Well, what I would think they should do or could do from it is that they need a GM, and I don't know if Cupcheck is 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 going to do it because he hasn't done anything yet. Is that you've got to be able to make trades with the cat space and use it to your advantage and, and keep making like they can't take back bad bad deals. You can't take four million dollars. You can't take Nick Batum deals. You know you can make yeah. you can make trades for expiring contracts um, because so what that cap space does allow you to do is say is get a player from another team who they're looking to get rid of and even extra stuff because that incentivizes it. Say, hey, will you take this contract too? That's when you take those bad trades, and that's how the Hornets could end up stealing someone who averages like 25 points. Honestly, I think they could maybe pull, but they don't need to any, any anymore. With Before Graham got good, I thought they should try to get you know maybe Chris Paul back in the, into the area. Um, they've got to make moves. I don't see anybody, Zach. 2021 just... NBA free agents. The only two so far I've seen that are high paid from Charlotte that are up technically: Cody Zeller and Nicholas Batum. Yeah, so you got to get you got to sign a player like Batum, and, and bet and hope that he is worth what you're betting. And they they lost on that bet with Batum. I mean, they were hoping he yes. was going to be worth 24 million, and he wasn't. And that's the type of player, Zach, is that that that, that they are going to sign as a player that. He's right on the edge. Is he? Is he not? And, and it turned out Batum is not. I mean, even with uh, uh, you got Hassan Whiteside for Portland Trailblazers. He's from Gastonia. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a possibility. I would think. I'm just looking down the list, uh, but you got to have some shooters too. Um, you got Goran Drogic with the Heat. Uh, Paul Millsap. I think he's getting long in the tooth. Kelly Oubre Jr. in Phoenix. Um, 
Gordon Dom Hayward. Dom Kelly Oubre. I just don't know about his health. I couldn't do that. Andre Drummond, um, he would be kind of like having a Dwight Howard. Um, Gallinari. Did he? Did we not have Gallinari? We didn't have Gallinari. Did we? No. Uh, what was the guy that we had that was a real good shooter? Oh, God. You had... Similar uh, name. No, he was with San Antonio Bellinelli. Yeah, Bellinelli. That's who I was thinking of. And then, That's uh, who they traded Dwight Howard for. Bellinelli. And you got Brandon Ingram. Is it possible <laughs> to get a Brandon Ingram? No, they traded a first-round pick for Bellinelli. They didn't trade Dwight Howard. They traded their first-round pick, which was like 22nd overall for Bellinelli. I just lost my mind on that one. Like, why? You trade for... Why would you trade for Bellinelli when you're not even... I get. Do they think he was going to help them make the playoffs? They need the shooting for Kimba to dish to. I don't know. Like, what is that strategy? At no point would I say, you know what we should do? Trade a first round pick for Marco Bellinelli. You know who's set on here to being a restricted free agent? Kevin's going to lose his mind. Bowl, bowl. Restricted free <laughs> After agent. After first year. What he got was listed he a second on here? Round pick? I believe, yeah. Is that what it was? It was second round pick for Denver. Man, they'll hold on to him. Denver's, Denver's got some uh, players that they picked that they didn't need. They were just going to take a chance on. Uh, who was the other guy that uh, got hurt uh, in college? Young, Porter. he's a junior, Porter Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Michael he pans Porter out, Junior, and he has turned out to be really good, really, really good. So they, they, they've they've loaded up pretty good, and that's another small small market. Would team. it not? Would it not benefit the Hornets? to somehow get in the conversation to try and pull Kyle Kuzma away from the Los Angeles Lakers. He's a scoring three who can shoot the outside shot and get any shot he really wants on the floor. The problem is well, they he's, want got, he's got so many stars in front of him. I don't know if they'd want Rozier. That's, that's I, I, don't, I don't know what exactly the Lakers are hoping to do, mm-hmm. hoping to get by moving him. They're going to want a number one pick. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they want to. I don't know if they want to pick. I don't know if they want to pick though with him. If they just want to do straight up player for player. Because if it's, if you ask me, what's why? What right. are they hoping to get with them and the Knicks being in conversation to move Kyle Kuzma? What do the Knicks really have to offer the Lakers? Kyle Kuzma is coming off the bench for them. Kyle Kuzma would start for the Charlotte Hornets. He would start. He would be yeah, the three. Spot. Be. He might be the leading scorer. He would oh, be the leading scorer. Start. He might be the best player on the team. And it might help him out a little bit better to do something like that, where you got an inside and outside little bit of a game. Uh, and and Rozier could probably I would, help out. Like I would do anything to get a wing score on the Charlotte Hornets. I, I I would trade everybody on our team, not named Graham, for Kyle Kuzma. I mean Kyle Kuzma this year because I, because he's coming I mean, he's because he's, he's coming off the bench. He's only averaging thirteen points, four rebounds. So he would get twenty and six for uh, starting for the Hornets. Oh, I know. Here, let me go back and look at his career. I was just looking at regular just this season, mm-hmm. but. Let's go, Kyle Kuzma. Don't I hate not having my contract on my screen. His contract. Don't three, worry, three point five six million next year. Uh, he's making one point nine seven this year. Kyle Kuzma. That's so all. That, he's a deal. He he's young. He's yeah, probably still so, on his rookie contract. Yeah, but that's not you're good. Gonna take, they're gonna have to take their players right. to make it right. Hit the Lakers. Uh, I tell you what. Lakers roster. Type it. Type in NBA trade machine. That it'll give, and then we'll go to ESPN's NBA trade machine. And that in two thousand and eight, in two thousand eighteen, two thousand and nineteen, when Le- while LeBron James was out and Kyle Kuzma was asked to step into his role, he was averaging eighteen point seven points per game. He averaged eighteen point seven points last year. That was before he was moved to being an off the bench player. The year before that, as a rookie, he was averaging sixteen point one points per game. See the see the discrepancy in the in the in the money. 
you would have to take a long salary for them, and they're not giving us back Danny Green. Excuse me, they're not giving us back Danny Green. Green's the only one with a big salary. That's so what I'm have saying. That's, that's, that's the only one that was going to work within it, would, it, and I don't think they're willing to give it up just to get a Terry Rozier. Oh, no. 12 and 14. Why would you give up? Why would you give up? Well, he, even if they don't want Terry Rozier, I want you to think about it. They're, they are actively shopping Kyle Kuzma. So why would the Hornets not even get in conversations with it just to move anybody? Well, I'm just – The, 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 the money, money don't work. We're looking at right now, there's almost nothing, Hunter – what you couldn't move your your did rookie PJ Washington I, for him? That's about the only thing. PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, Bridges. Because think about it, you're bringing in Kuzma anyways. He would be the starting three. Well, PJ Washington's I, the three. No, but what I'm saying on the Hornets side, you oh for the Hornets, I would trade everybody on the roster yeah. for him. Right. I don't care who you name. You're just talking money wise. I'm just for talking. The I'm just saying money wise for the Lakers. Well, they were cap strapped because that's what they they had to work. do for the for Anthony Davis. Right, so because LeBron's got 37 and Anthony Davis have 27, Danny Green's got 14, Pope's got eight. So you can't tag. That's yeah, everyone else is two and three and four million. So well, you'd have to do a three like you'd have to do like Kuzma, Quinn Cook, and Jared Dudley. Oh God, Dudley for and you still wouldn't get up to Rozier. You'd have to do that for like no, PJ well, Washington. Here, look, still make the move with Rozier to move for Randall if you want because yeah. the money money works out for that. But if you bring in Julius Randall and then possibly trade. You know, let me see. Why Rich, do they not? Why play, do they, they, they want to get rid of would, Kuzma? What's he? What's, I'm not sure. Does he why not they, fit in the, the lineup with them or something? Like he, apparently, he's not like he's in their, their. He's their best, best bench player. I think he's their best value valued player to give to someone else. Money. Well, he's young, and I think overall he's their but best. Listen, value. But listen, but but listen to it this way: if you know, this is where the Hornets. I mean, if you want to try and salvage a season and have a good core to build around, you trade money for money because they about equal each other out. Rozier. For Randall, I'm in New York, and then you can move either Malik Monk, you can move, you can move PJ Washington, or you can move Miles Bridges for Kyle Kuzma because the best neither, I can do neither on one Kuzma of them money is, wise is either Monk or Bridges. Well, and for, think for Miles, Kuzma but, and Troy Daniels, but you Miles probably Bridges, have to throw a, a draft pick Miles Bridges is not even a isn't even a three point shooter. Right. Kyle Kuzma is a three-point shooter. Bridges just drives the lane hey. really well. So what is it for, for the Lakers to, dra- to trade a bench player for another bench player? Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt them. Same thing for what does it hurt Charlotte to at least be in conversations for it? Charlotte at offer, least was I'd in conversations. Because they don't have to, they Monk's a bench shoot. player. They need shooting, right? Yeah, they need, well, Kuzma can shoot. That's what I don't understand why they're trying to move him anyways. But if you're the— He plays the same positions, it looks like, as, as LeBron, Danny Green— and Anthony Davis. He doesn't fit the lineup. So I, th- I think I think a monk for Kuzma might, might not be a bad uh, look or idea. I would. But I, then, but then now taking into consideration, will they even will they even pick up the phone and make the phone call? No, Charlotte will not pick up the phone and make the phone call. They should and Cup yet they're a in, Laker. Yeah, and, and yet they're in conversations, and then they're in conversations with Julius Randle and the Knicks. But really, the Knicks for Julius Randle. Let me give you the Knicks. Eighteen million. Yeah, they could just trade those two. Because not up. only Do they have that, a point guard. The Knicks. I don't know. The Payton, Knicks. Don't Alfred Payton's their point guard. Is, well, he's decent. Dennis Smith Jr.'s there. Alfred Payton is decent. He had good years when he was running around in Orlando as, as a youngin. So I would do Dennis Smith. I, I would try to give anybody Nick Batum. That's not gonna. Happen. I'll give the Knicks Nick Batum. Here you go. I need eight more million dollars off these fools. Good grief. This is what's bad about it. Is that you got to get money off of them. Truly, God, Wayne Ellington's not worth that much to them. Let's try this one, Hunter. I got you. 
Yes or no, both teams. You ready? Mm-hmm. I could do. I could do this. I love I can, this I thing. NBA trade. Way. I like this trade machine all day. I'm talking about this app, Zach. I like doing yeah, it. Get on here and mess around. Right. Batoon and Rozier. Yeah. Four. Uh huh. Randall. Yeah. Morris expiring contract, fifteen million, which Marcus will clear or space. Markeith? Who cares? Okay, whatever. Well, I'm cutting him at the end of the year. How about yeah, that? I'm okay. dropping fifteen million. Wayne Ellington and Dennis Smith Jr. Those two have two-year deals. So you would be getting rid of Batoon and Rozier for Julius Randle and Wayne Ellington and Dennis Smith Jr., basically. Does the Knicks say no to that? That's what I'm asking. Do the Knicks say no? Yeah. I don't Probably not, just because they can unload that contract for Morris that's getting ready to expire. So you think- and Dennis Smith is not panned out to what everybody thought he was going to be when he was drafted high by Dallas. So they moved that as well for a guy that's a guaranteed 18 to 20 points a night in Rozier. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is they're now going to be turned into what Charlotte is, just two score-heavy point guards. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, they're, they're, in a pro, they're in a predicament on both sides. But the, be, the trade that has to be made if you're Charlotte is the Rozier for Julius Randle. Because what's one of the things we've really complained besides the the lack of perimeter or wing uh, scoring for Charlotte is they really don't have a solid big man that can go out there and get you 20 and 10 mm-hmm. like they had in Dwight Howard. Well, if you bring in Julius Randle, he's not quite the physical freak that Dwight Howard is, but he can get you 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. And especially in, like a Char- in a Charlotte lineup, absolutely he'll get 20 and 10. I like anybody 10. that can score double figures. The Hornets have had problems drafting... How many draft picks are on our team that can't not that's to not mention, scoring in double figures? Not to mention you're picking up his long Garbage contract, so Julius Randle's going to be there for a minute, and Cody Zeller's contract is getting ready to get be up. Why not just rid yourself of Cody Zeller? Zach, I mean, honestly, the Charlotte Hornets may be the worst franchise in NBA history. Yeah. There's only three that hasn't made a conference finals, and we're one of them. And... Well, what do we have to show for anything? Like it's just constant the same same thing. Look at all these first round picks and who, who's. Let me find it. Where's the stats? I want to know who's not scoring worth nothing for us. Just just hot garbage. I default pull for the Mavericks. All right, Malik Monk. Where was he picked? Top ten. Yeah, nine points a game. Biombo was a top ten, mm-hmm. seven points a game. Marvin Williams was second, six points a game. Dwayne Bacon, where was he picked? Dwayne Bacon was uh top he 15. was I thought it was seeing the first round. No, I thought oh. he was unrestricted and went to the swarm. Uh MKG was second, averaging four points a game. Batoon's out getting paid twenty four million dollars, averaging three point six points a game. So like just hot garbage from him. Just I just want someone who can average double figures that we draft that, that that's worth anything. You got right now the five players in double figures. Are Cody Zeller, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, Graham, and Rozier. I mean, but everybody else is just just straight booty. I just nobody's in double figures and rebounding. Ain't even close. Seven is the best. Cody Zeller. That's Draymond Green range. That's awful. Assist is Graham at seven and then Rozier four. I'm just glad. Graham's averaging more assists right now than Kimba Walker ever averaged in his mm-hmm. career. And he's scoring and he's picking up the scoring load. Kimba was averaging twenty two, Graham's averaging eighteen. So I mean that's so he lost four points in scoring, but he gained four points in assists. So mm-hmm. did we really lose anything? He's averaging out. And we've got about the same number of wins. Like I 
I'm telling you, man. You need this, wings this going, trade, huh? This trade is not All crazy right. if you send Miles Bridges or even Malik Monk out for Kuzma. Kuzma right now is sitting on their bench. Malik Monk is sitting on your bench, and Miles Bridges is nothing but a paint, is really a paint stuffer. Because when he can't shoot really consistently from the outside like Kyle Kuzma can at least. Is uh all right? Who's your favorites, guys, in NBA? Before we move on, you talking about uh, right now, teams? Right now, you're picking the, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Who do you got? I'm gonna in take the East and the West Finals. In the East, Milwaukee. In the West, I'm gonna stick with the Clippers. I think the Clippers. Milwaukee over who? Formula. Oh, in the in the East Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, this is crazy. I think it's going to be Milwaukee over Toronto. I was about to ask, how do you feel about Toronto in second place right now with no Kawhi? They still have decent pieces. How good pieces. is Pascal Siakam? He smoked good. Draymond last year. Mm-hmm. Just um, straight smoked Draymond Green in the finals last year. I was year. thinking Milwaukee and um, the Heat. And then Milwaukee going over the Heat. I didn't told Terry, I said, don't you bet on Kimball Walker. Don't you do that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, uh, the Heat's playing good. Philadelphia's yeah. playing horrendously bad. They're mm-hmm. bad. Uh, right so now, they're really bad. I would really say bad. Milwaukee come out of the East. It would surprise me if Miami could squeak by them. They are playing really good. Um, and then in the West, um, I don't think it'll come down to the Lakers-Clippers. I think the Lakers will come out. Um, the Houston Rockets can be very interesting when you get to playoff time. See, I don't think the Rockets can win it, but I think they can knock the Lakers out. Do you really? I don't the think the Lakers. I don't the Rockets them. just added Covington, which is another three-point centric player. Can the Rockets to keep, I mean, Can offense. the Lakers keep up with them? What in a three-point shooting contest? No. I mean, can that's what I'm saying? Well, like, no. But defensively, I think in a, shoot, in, a, in, a, in a shooter, if this was a five-game series, especially against the Rockets, yeah. I mean, matchup wise, listen, I know the Rockets might have some bad nights and get stupid and everything, and I'm not a fan of. I'm not really that big a fan of Harden or Westbrook's games, but matchup-wise for the Lakers, who's guarding Harden and Westbrook? Who's chasing right. that around for, for, for four quarters for five games? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, you got Rondo tough. out there. You'd put LeBron LeBron's on James a point Harden. guard. You'd put LeBron on Harden. He's going to get toasted by James Harden. No, no, well, he'll, here's the problem. <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. I was going to say, LeBron will have to make a decision. Is he going to play defense or offense? They'll more? switch every every person is what they'll do on defense. Well, LeBron doesn't even, doesn't even guard the best player on I, the floor I anymore. I know he don't. Because Kawhi Leonard's called him out. He why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you guard me? Because he, he won't. He never does. He he know because it, like the other day, who was it that put him in a spin cycle under the basket? And I can't it, remember. Oh, that was nasty. Uh, one of these younger kids and just spun him around twice. And then uh, Jalen Brown was talking. Skip's making yeah. fun of him. Uh, dunking on, on. on me. That's why like, he he's not. He's he's old. He's older basketball player, y'all. He's not. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, he can still go there? out there and be an offensive force, but. I mean, he's not the two-way that he was. I just don't think the Lakers roster is is set up. like. That's why a- I picked a- the Clippers. AD and, and LeBron are not three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. So who's their three-point shooters? Danny Green, mm-hmm. Kuzma. But he can catch fire. And they're trying Danny to Green move can catch fire. He can catch fire. Danny Green will win you one game <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs. He will, he will get hot and yeah. win you one game. I have no problems yeah. saying or agreeing yeah, with that. Sure, right. What I'm saying is he's not doing it for seven. No. And Westbrook and, and Harden kind of are. They're going to keep shooting and keep going at it. I just don't 
the Lakers, like, uh, who's who are their guards? Kenta- Rondo. KCP, Rondo. That's who's chasing them the whole time. I just think that at some point they could out-tire them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just outrun them. And I'm not saying Houston's a better basketball team. If it's one game, I, I would probably take the Lakers. But the matchup-wise for that one, I agree with you, Zach. I mean, you, Colin, I think Houston causes them all Colin, I'm literally, I just got on Twitter. Colin Coward just had a segment that said the Lakers are not good enough to win the title and should not trade Kyle Kuzma. Well, guess what? I mean, they're already thinking about it. <laughs> they're thinking about it. It's because they want a guard. And the reason they probably want a guard is because they got to play Houston. Right. That is what we were just talking about. And why? So... I mean, um, and then you put your your best available asset out there to try to get that guard. But but Clippers wise, I think they're the best team. Just like just like just like Toronto last year, you basically move Kawhi to the same roster, but it's it's in L.A. instead of instead of Toronto. I don't I don't see I mean, Paul George and Siakam are, are very close together. I I just don't I I think they're the best uh, the best team True. out the Clippers. What yes. would the uh, what would the the it wouldn't be really good ratings, I wouldn't think. But what would the the uh, the, the headlines be with uh, Clippers versus Toronto? Oh gosh, would that not that be would interesting? Be great. That would be great. The Kalal versus the Raptors. Uh, yeah, so that they're going to be uh, definitely in in the mix. Toronto's but here's the thing. The here's the thing. We're we haven't even hit All Star break yet. We're don't, close. Don't count out Denver. We're close, but we haven't hit All Star yeah, no, break yet. I was thinking Denver too. And once the All Star break hits. Teams that need to get it in gear will start to play a lot harder. They'll know it. All right, this is crunch time. This is the final time for us to start working out the kinks and get ready for playoffs. When do the Pelicans start getting better? Are they they make a run? started their game really well last night against Milwaukee. Yeah. They were up in that game. Do you know what the problem was? Um, What's that? There's not a team out there that can handle Giannis. There's not. That's why I think right now, if it was Toronto, Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's the big no. Pascal Uh, Siakam cannot hold Giannis to. I think Siakam is going to be the secret MVP this year. Siakam's good, and then you got he's my uh, sleeper. Sleeper MVP note. You you remember how Glenn Rice just came out and won the MVP in the playoff in the in the All Star game? Giannis is probably. Did Siakam make the All Star team? Check out somebody. Well, he made it this year. Yeah, he did make it. Yeah, he made it this year. Secret All-Star MVP, Pascal Siakam. Or surprise, however you want to do that, we'll do this. Don't don't hate on my Siakam. Uh, so out west, you got Lakers, uh, Clippers, Denver, Utah. I mean, right I want now. to remind you, like, Dallas Giannis right now is averaging thirty points, six assists, and thirteen rebounds. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Pascal is twenty-three points, fan. three assists, and. Eight rebounds. I think Portland's out of the playoffs right now by five games. They got a good roster. Yeah, they was talking about that the other day on um, Skip and Shannon, and uh, it's crazy because um, they shouldn't be that that bad. I try to tell y'all, the point guard can't be the best player I, on the I team. Agree. I agree. Is that, look at the Lakers. I mean, LeBron's not. I mean, he's running it a lot, but he's not really a point guard. Uh, the Clippers, their best players are the point guard. Denver's isn't. Utah's isn't. Uh, Houston's ain't. Uh, is Doncic running point now, or have they moved him over to? So Dallas, there they've six got Luka Doncic listed so Dallas as, as a guard forward. Uh, uh, Luka is twenty eight, eight and nine. He's he's awesome. I love y'all. I'm telling you, like he's my favorite NBA player right now. I mean, listen, if I wouldn't have seen him in person, 
I wouldn't have the same. I don't think I'd have the same um, opinion and ideas on him. But just watching him play, practice, shoot, uh, his size, how he talks to people. This kid is a star. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is. He's uh, like Dirk was. He, he is. He's he's shorter than Dirk. Who did he learn from? Just for that one year. I'll explain to everybody, for you Larry Bird fans, if you took Luka and Dirk together, that's Larry Bird. Mm -hmm. um, everybody forgets Larry Bird was a small forward, Zach. He averaged 10 rebounds a game. Mm -hmm. For you Draymond fan, uh, Green fans, uh, he averages six or seven rebounds a game. I think it's seven. Uh, so Larry Bird averages three more rebounds a game than uh, than Draymond did So and, and threw in 20, 25 points a game on top of it. Uh, so um, just the, what Luka does... I like him having the ball in his hands, mm -hmm. but I'd almost rather have someone else take the brunt of the ball handling because you don't want that scoring bringing the ball up with his moves. He's got so what what amazes me, Zach, is his shot and setup is not fast. Yeah. It's not quick. He would take forever to shoot the ball like Dirk did. But the way their release is, it almost doesn't matter on your contest because they're releasing up straight up instead of out if they released out dirk if you'll watch him he released up if you ever played the video game you almost had to let you had to let go at a weird time yeah you did and he would sling it up in there and just nets just nets yeah. but you had to shoot it up and sit out and luca kind of does the same thing to where he'll cross over then step back and i'm like that shot's getting blocked and he shoots it straight up over him and it doesn't get blocked a because he's tall and he can be that slow and, and then he shoots it straight up with it uh Hey, I I just he he is an outstanding basketball player that uh just just watch him anytime I'm going to see him Saturday night uh, he'll be in Charlotte Saturday night so mm -hmm. um let's see Memphis then look over the East real quick uh Milwaukee their best player is not a point guard uh, Toronto's is not Boston's is not uh, Miami's is not Indiana who's their best player this year is that is that Oladipo been playing it's uh well he just came back <clears throat> he's just and they're thirty one to nineteen without him. Yeah, um, he's not a point guard, though. I no, think he's, he's a not. Two he's a shooting guard. He's a two guard. Uh, I had it pulled up right hey, here. Their all-star that made it was DeMontis Sabonis. Okay. He's a forward Arvidas center. son. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Zach. He's hey, averaging hey. 18 points for almost five assists. If they're 31 and 19 without Oladipo, folks, look out for them in the playoffs. <laughs> look out. That might be a secret uh, team to bet on. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Embiid and Simmons. I just, I, you know, the point guard, the leading scorer on these point guards, I'm just not, it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, and, and I don't think it does anything for any of these other teams as well. Trey Young's in dead last. He's thir 13 and 38. Yeah, and he's averaging 29 points a game. <laughs> Shooting it from everywhere. Did you yeah. think he was going to score that many points a game in the NBA? No. I did not. I did not. Uh, no, think. I did not. I thought 15 Trae to Young 20. is average. But see, here's what's crazy. He's averaging 29 points per game. He's also averaging nine assists per game. So yeah. he's dishing out assists. And, they have, and they're 13. He just, he just, and out of the, dra the dra players that they've drafted, none of them really panned out except for him so far. He's awful. He's so, garbage. So with, with, Sorry, not, not Trey Young. So with, are you listening? I just want to have. Uh, I was looking. Zach was showing me the Draymond Green stat line with, over here. With with their best players out, if he is, you know, as good as everybody says he is, wouldn't these numbers go up? Yeah. They didn't. As the assist did. Think about that. Of 1.3. Think about that. Hunter, real quick. Draymond career averages nine. This year, without all the studs on the court, mm -hmm. eight and a half. Rebounding, 6.9. Uh, 
without all the studs, 6.4. I would expect his rebound would, would, would go, go up. Da- well, it would go up. It doesn't have because he got does. worse players after shooting. Yeah. His assist have actually went up a whole assist and a half almost. <laughs> like his only job when Durant and Curry and Clay are out there rebound is to rebound and pass the ball. And he's now getting more assists with worse players on the court. I don't know what to say about this, dude. Well, I do. How did he get so, like, overrated? Because he was talking junk. Like, how did he get so, like, like they, would they rather have Harrison Barnes or him right now? That name Because right that's there, who they got I rid of. I Charlotte in a heartbeat. Well, Harrison right, Barnes. I'd love to have Harrison Barnes. What about Barnes. that trade there, Hunter? What? Trade for Barnes. Have, I would trade Barnes is what, Sacramento right mm-hmm. now? He's in Sacramento. Not? Why not? Would they laugh at us? At, how would they laugh at us if we called him and say, hey, how about MKG for Harrison Barnes? They'd laugh. <laughs> they'd laugh. Yeah, they'd laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd laugh. Yeah, they'd but laugh. I'd trade Rozier for him. I don't know what what Sacramento's got out there to to, to trade. Uh, lead scores in the NBA, Harden, uh, Giannis. Very glad everybody could pronounce Giannis's first name, or we'd be r- really up yeah. the creek. Well, I mean, because we can't. Nobody can get his last name. Lillard third, Bill fourth, Trey Young fifth, Doncic sixth, Leonard seventh. And that's. Devin Booker, I think, was robbed from the All-Star game. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Bradley yeah, Beal Bradley was Beal robbed. Too. Bradley Beal's fourth in the NBA in scoring and didn't make the All-Star game. Like, almost That's to me. What, this is what happens when you let the fans sway the NBA All-Star all right, voting. Hunter, I'm going to name some names. You tell me All-Star or not. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Harden. All-Star. Giannis. All-Star. Lillard. All-Star. Beal. All-Star. Young. Trey Young? Mm-hmm. I don't Maybe back up. Well, I know that. We're making the team. Okay, so you're team. so even ten players on each team. I'm gonna name twenty okay, players. You tell Young, me if they're right now. Uh, all star. You tell me if the twenty these twenty are all stars. Yes or no, Zach? You can chime in if you, mm-hmm. if you disagree with something or whatever. Okay, Trey Young, all star. Luca Kawhi, all star, all star. Devin Booker, all star. Anthony Davis, all star. Westbrook. No. Westbrook, Zach. Mm-hmm. Is Westbrook an all star? Uh, yes. 26 points, 7 rebounds. Wow. I'm mean, no, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Yeah. How's that not a all-star? LeBron. All-star. Brandon Ingram. Yes. What is he? What is he? 25. Wow. Yeah, he's, this is what happens when he gets out of the shadow <laughs> of LeBron. 25, 6, and 4. I'm going to say something about him before we go. There are some basketball players that play better in small markets than big arenas right well there's and, basketball and they're players. like a big fish in a small pond and and they just exist so much better than that he might be he might well be this that. is how i feel this is what i feel about it there are some basketball players that need their own team to shine mm. this is brandon ingram's team right now while zion still tries to figure out the nba in with the pelicans does brandon not do the same thing lebron basically does what do you mean brandon ingram does him and lebron i think are kind of the same players brandon ingram is the better three-point shooter than lebron well yeah yeah, but I'm saying for the most part, Brandon Ingram, tall wing that can control, that can dribble the basketball. They both get rebounds. They both. I get would assists. compare Brandon Ingram more to Kevin Durant. And that's just based off build because okay. he he can't post up quite like LeBron can. He doesn't have the physicality that LeBron has, but is he? He's a guy long and lanky. Can get into the lane. Literally, that was well, what people what I was were getting at is they is, is they kind of play the same position. Well, that's why they at. had to get out of Los right. Angeles, right? And that's and what that, you were into. And that's how and that's why I feel. That's why I feel Jalen Brown. Or Jason Tatum would thrive somewhere else in Boston. How do you? How would all the Lakers players that were on LeBron's team last year like? They all had to be looking at each other. We all got traded. 
Lonzo Ball's having a better season and, without him. And Kuzma's sitting there and they're talking about trading him and he's got bleached hair. Like LeBron got there and ruined every one of them for, for a little bit. Kuzma. Kuzma's having <coughs> this um, shady moment right, all right now. All right, Zach Levine. No, he's not all star. He's averaging 25, 4 and 4. Donovan Mitchell. Yes. 24, 4 and 4. Siakam. Yes. 24. Five and no, that twenty four seven and three for Siakam. DeRozan, no, he's having a good year. Wiggins, who? Andrew Wiggins, no. Kimba, no. Jason Tatum, no. C.J. McCollum, no. All right, I just named the top twenty scores in the NBA. You know, there's about five or six of them y'all said that weren't. Or, or might not be All-Stars. So the easiest thing you can do with what I'm saying getting at is you can just go down the scoring list and pull most of your All-Stars and people like Bradley Beal, who's fourth, and Booker eighth are not an All-Star. Like, honestly, you could get your starters just to pick the top ten scores and, and then then go from there. Like, mm-hmm. you could say everyone who's top ten in scoring are an automatic All-Star. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have no problem. If, I mean, that would need to be a new rule. I know you know what the rule problem needs with to any be? of that. You know what the rule needs to be fan vote fan voting out of it. <laughs> there needs to be no fan voting involved in this. I mean, top ten in scoring: Harden, Giannis, Lillard, Beal, Young, Doncic, Leonard, Booker, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. I mean, there needs to be no fan voting involved whatsoever, <laughs> because I guarantee you, on some people, especially now, their ballot had Kobe. Well, Dion is saying. Somebody's ballot head coach. Is there write-ins on the All Star? I don't know if there is or not. <laughs> one year there was a vote for whether or not Kobe Bryant was going, or uh, whether or not the. Well, no, there was an All Star vote, and Kobe Bryant had like some of the highest. And same with Kyrie Irving, and they weren't even playing. Mm-hmm. Like Kyrie Irving was leading the the votes this year at one point for NBA in the East as a guard, and guess what? He had missed over half the season with an injury. So that's why the All Star voting really doesn't count to me. Because, bro, he hadn't played this year. Why are you still voting for him? Yes, we know how great Kyrie can be. He hasn't played. Hunter. What? Oh, crap. Got to watch our time. We got someone to go. We're, we're creeping up on an hour 50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you about, we can't do Baysmore. What, Kent Baysmore? Who's Deadman? Is he any good? No? I'm not sure. God, it's three years. I don't want that. Marvin Bagley's on a, on zero years. I'm trying to look at Cincinnati. Zach had a trade up. Uh, yeah, maybe if you could talk him into taking Batum <laughs> for Barnes or Rozier. The interesting thing is is the the years. Do they want to pay Barnes? Well, that's that long that, for that, that money. He's, that, he's movable. That's a good point. And um, they probably don't for what he's giving them. Thirteen on the PR. And if they want to get out from under Batum's contract, you might that's can two make it less work. years. So that'd be one year next year. They don't have you to. Could, dip. You can make it come out. Have and, him for and one he year. Might just play better here. I, you know. Well, I mean, it's just wing scoring. I take like I said, the Charlotte Hornets. Any any trade or any opportunity they get, if someone offers them someone who can score in double figures, I think they need slash have to uh, to take that. It's just they're not in a position to say no to people like that. Whether it's Kevin Love, whatever dumb reason you want to come up with, like. They're going to be signed too many years. Just quit taking people that can't score. I'm tired. I don't want to see a trade that says Bismack Biombo to the Hornets, right? 
or Willie Herman Gomez or Dwayne Bacon or any of these other Timothy people. Timothy Mosgolf. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see nothing like that. I want to see someone who could score. Someone who could, you know, beat that. Beat, beat that. If, if I want someone that could beat everybody on my high school basketball team. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they if they can't, then I don't I don't want them out there. People are like, yeah, high school players couldn't beat them. Well, some of them might have could. I'll take T-Bell against uh, MKG. <laughs> I did MKG. That just aggravates me more than anything, Hunter. Yeah. Second pick, and I would say, how many? What what percentage of college basketball players can shoot better than MKG? Right now, too many. <laughs> all of them. Yes. <laughs> Almost all of them. Let's just, say this: Coach Boheim's son for Syracuse can shoot better than MKG. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can. That's what I'm saying. So that probably rounds out a little bit of NBA talk. We can finish with this. Okay. Today's Wednesday. We have three more days, gentlemen. Three more days than people screaming, football is over, ends. Because the XFL kicks off Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern on ABC. They have two game, four games this weekend. Two on Saturday and two on Sunday. Are we excited for spring football to be here? Or is it just me? <laughs> I think Hunter is. Um, Zach, before you go, a mm-hmm. uh, couple notes. Uh, Greg Olson retired. Or did not he? retired. Uh, he, he's he's, mo- yeah, he's, he's moving on. on from the Panthers. Yeah. He said it wasn't exclusive. Uh, that if, uh, if they wanted him back, he would have been back. So mm. Olson says it was not exclusive. So is that the end of Cam? Uh, I said as soon as... L- uh, Luke announced what he announced. I thought that was the end of Cam. Now, right. Cam has came out and said he is playing for the Panthers this year. He's planning on. He yes. is planning on. David, right. he has, the Panthers haven't said if they plan on it. And I've told you my opinion. I would get the best that I could get for him right now. And, and, and with the Greg Olson deal, mm-hmm. I looked at his salary and his injuries. And what we we don't need him right now if we're rebuilding. And I definitely don't want to pay him $12 million. Was what he was his cap number was this 12 million dollars this year for a uh, a tight end mm-hmm. I, I just ain't going to do it and that's probably what they 12 were million dollars yeah. for a tight end that's nothing yeah but i wouldn't no that's nothing hurt. and you want to know mm. why that's nothing do you see what george kittle is about to change and what travis kelsey is about to change for all tight <laughs> i understand ends? that but greg, greg olson Ol- is not george kittle and, and travis kelsey by, this, by i'm any sorry means. Does, greg olson is not is he not the best mm. receiving option that you guys have right now outside of dj moore not last year no, they he's, don't have him right now. No, he's because done. he's not, well, I know he's right not there anymore. <laughs> no, at one time, he was the leading catching uh, touchdown guy you guys even had. He said he's going, he, he's he, interviewing he, with Washington. He fits uh, Buffalo, that same mold. He fits the same mold as Travis Kelsey and George Kittle as an athletic tight end that can move and stretch the field downfield. He, he is interviewing fixing to turn Washington. into Jason Witten. Nah, he's not that bad. Jason, he's, he's not he's not built like a refrigerator like Jason Witten is. Uh, if you watched him run last year, he's turning into Jason Witten. So I don't have no problem with them getting off of him. I would just rather clear up every bit of cap space that we can, trade Cam. Uh, they've signed this guy, unfortunately, for seven years uh, at that money that they sent him in right. on. So just start rebuilding. Well, what do you think about the the you know the, the stadium changes they're making uh, to the stadium? Have you seen everything? What, what all they're doing? All I heard was was the soccer team. <laughs> all right, so 
they are taking out 900 end zone seats and putting field level suites in the end zone. That don't look weird. It's kind of like Dallas. Have you ever seen Dallas's? Dallas has them, but remember. Dallas has them, but they're on the sidelines. I have no problem the with that. I have no problem with but that. But they're taking off end zone seats. You know why? They don't fill those seats anyways. Well, the end zone seats they do. It's the ones that here's here. I know Hunter's hating on right now, but anyway. I mean, they they don't. Uh, here, they really here's don't. They, what else you you never see them fill the total full, the bottom bowl of the stadium. So, so, so why not have them fill the edges where all the cameras are going to be at than the end zones? So, Zach, so, so they're building, you know, so here's the stadium. Here's the player. Here's the two player entrances, right? On the far end of the stadium, this is where they're going to put the field level suites. Now, they've already got two entrances, right? Now, I don't know how much sense this makes. Hunter might answer it. He's a soccer fan. Mm-hmm. They're taking out more seats at the 50-yard line to put in two more entrances to the field because the soccer players come out in the middle of the field and not on the sideline. That's what they do. They got the, What uh, I'm asking, what is the importance of... And why can't the soccer player just walk out the hole that's already there? I mean, it's not my choice. No, I'm not saying is is there. As, I'm asking as a soccer person, is there any reason that the soccer players can't come out of the sideline? Is there like a strategic reason for that, or is that no? Just I mean, basically, how they designed that's just how statement. they designed. That's how because you got to think about it. Overseas, those fields are not also football fields; they're just right. strictly for soccer teams. Right. So, Zach, that's what they're doing with the stadiums. They're taking out end zone seats. And they're taking out some in the at the fifty yard line for the for the so now you're gonna have four entry tunnels and end zone suites on this end, which is gonna push these people have been offered other seats in the area and basically they're being offered what they pay for, for their PSLs originally. If they bought it for like twenty seven hundred dollars, they're being offered like twenty eight hundred dollars is what I was told one guy. Uh, was offered for his. If I was them, I would say, look, this is like uh, buying real estate uh, uptown. The real estate just went up. That's what you want to put there. So you're going to pay me a heck of a lot more for that. What you're going to sell it for? It, it, the PSL situation, the Panthers, you know, they started that and, and it really crapped. And that's why you see all these stadiums empty is because the, and then they sell that they, they say they may have had a sellout is because the PSLs are sold and you have to buy the tickets, but that doesn't mean those people are coming to the games or those people got rid of their tickets. So, you, what a PSL is is that you buy a license to buy the ticket. So what I meant by they pay $2,700, that wasn't for the tickets. That was for a right, right to buy the ticket. So that makes so they, they're basically getting twice as much money for their tickets at, as what, they're, what they really are, and then they keep raising them every year. So Panthers fans have been doing this for years and years and years, and now, you know, to go, let's say, to stay in the upper deck, you get $50 tickets to be in the upper deck. Mm-hmm. There's two hundred bucks. Uh twenty let's say twenty for parking, you get you find a mediocre or parking there. Uh if anybody, let's say you buy four drinks and 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 just peanuts, that's gonna be almost thirty thirty bucks. So you're looking bare minimum to go watch the Panthers in the worst seats in the house, a family of four at two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. So how many families of four in North Carolina can go can afford that and say, well, I'm going to go spend 250 bucks. Then you have the people that if you can't afford that to go to a football game, they're going to say, why don't I spend 400 sitting in the lower deck instead of 250 and sit in the upper deck? Mm-hmm. And, and then, so you got that. And I think a lot of, a lot of reasons we see these empty seats is because these PSLs and, and how they do it. They're pricing out the little guys. And I, I think 
at some point it's got to come back mm-hmm. to lower prices because of the TV deals, and mm-hmm. these owners have to accept, hey, if we put lower prices on this, it'll look a lot better if our stands are full. Yeah. Uh, and, and what are you and with Tepper doing all this? He he's there's going to be more soccer games in this stadium than football games now. Are they going to keep this this or are they going to or are they going to convert this to a all soccer and then look to build a new Panthers? That's probably say, what his say idea in the Car- is. in the Carowinds area. That's is that probably, what you think? Yeah, that's probably what his idea is. And, and uh, I mean, you know what they did with the original Hornets stadium? Yep. And then they went to another. To another Isn't it going to be weird though? Twenty something years later, we have an owner telling us they want out of downtown. Yeah. Instead of going right. to downtown, because that was the whole point of the Hornets move. Get, yeah. Get, you know, well, Shin moved and left because of uh, of these issues in yeah. the city. And, and but but you know that was part of the, his argument is that he wanted that downtown arena and they you know we ended up getting it and and now we're talking about let's move it back out away from the city away from the uh, how how are the trains people you know they a lot of the city has been built basically around every, re, reevaluating downtown with the Panthers downtown and and with the Bobcats slash Hornets downtown and if you have one say we're moving out I know we got and AAA baseball yep. now yep. So I would rather have professional baseball instead of soccer. Oh, any day downtown. No, no. <laughs> any a soccer fan. No. <laughs> it's the I fastest would, growing sport in the United States. It's inevitable. I would love That's cute. to have a major league baseball team in Charlotte. Yeah, that'd be great. I would. It's about listen the the, the Braves the the Braves teams in the nineties. People always say, "Well, I like the Braves. This is Braves country." At some point, it's not. It was it was Redskins and Cowboys, Cowboys country Pittsburgh. for mm-hmm. a long, long time, and, and then the Panthers came, and that quickly changed, folks. And I, I think that the, the the fans around here, there's so many transients, especially in Charlotte. Uh, I, I think that at that point, at this point in time, that, that I don't think that really matters anymore. I think Charlotte is, or, or should be, trying to to get in to the major league market, mm-hmm. whether whether expansion or or team moving. This is be my. Last comment, I got to get my son, but uh, I will say this, and Hunter's too young to remember this, but when we first got the Hornets, mm-hmm. there was so much. They supported that team. I think we won attendance, did we not? For 13 three years No, straight, it, was, it was over 10. It was almost was like it? 13 years in a row. Uh, they it was a long. Charlotte Hornets supported that team. Sell out every game, and they didn't have PSLs. And it's twenty two. it was 22 20. or 23,000 seats in the Charlotte Coliseum, slightly bigger than the Dean E. Smith Center. And Zach's hundred percent right. They had banners up uh, that they led in, in attendance for, for years and years and years and years and years mm-hmm. uh, before they decided before Shen got in his, in his mess that that he gets that he's got himself in. Yeah. All right. Um. That's wrapping it up for today. Other, other couple of news and notes. Zach. Only uh, three MVPs since two thousand. In the NFL, have won a Super Bowl after they were named MVP. Only six in the history of the NFL have won a Super Bowl the same year they were the MVP. Can you name any of them? That, that won the Super Bowl as an MVP? They were the MVP uh, of the regular Lewis? season and – no, regular season MVP and and won the Super Bowl in the same season. So Ray Lewis didn't win in no. the 2000 year? No. Only happened – A year after maybe? He never won MVP. He did not? League MVP? Yeah, he's I thought won he did. defensive. He, they, I they thought he won league MVP. They don't name defensive players MVP. I could have swore he won no. that. He might have been in the conversation. These are all offensive players that that won the MVP six the times. same year. Yes, yeah, six after times after two thousand. No, no. Period. Period. The two thousand thing was only three well, of the MV, be... only three MVPs since two thousand have won a Super Bowl. Period, and none of them in the three same MVPs. year they won a Super Bowl. So Brady, I was going to say Brady, Mahomes, Manning, 
And I think Manning might have been the other Brady, one. Brady, Manning, Mahomes. Those are the three. ones that won it, but they won it after they had already won an MVP, not in the same season. Right. So only six times it happened in the same season. The last Joe time. Montana? Yes. 89. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then Terrell Davis? No. He did not. Surprising. Mm. How many more players do we have? Five. There's six Five total. More? I'll give you a hint. All, we haven't had a single one since 2000, so they're all in the 1900s. Brett Favre? Nope. You got one 49er. There's another 49er on the list. Jerry Rice? Was nope. he an MVP? Nope. Steve Young. So. Steve Young. Montana and Young. Troy, Troy was not an MVP. Nope. Emmett Smith? Yep. Emmett Smith is the only running back on the list. The only running back in NFL history to win an MVP and Super Bowl in the same season. Everybody else is quarterbacks. So you got Montana, Steve Young, Emmett Smith there in the 90s, 89. Terry Bradshaw, 78. Bart Starr, 1966. And the last person to do it, Zach, used to work. Hmm, Kurt Warner. There you go. I didn't even have to get the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. The last person to win an NFL MVP in the, the same season won a Super Bowl was a grocery bagger <laughs> the year before. So whenever you get in these arguments, we're like, well, well, Lamar was the MVP. I'm going to pick them next year. Be careful. Now, granted, you can win it afterwards, but almost nobody does it the same year that they win mm-hmm. it in it. So, uh, so think about that when you think MVPs, where someone talks, well, he was the MVP one year, or, or Drew Brees don't have an MVP. Uh, Brees is probably more happy about that ring on his finger. And the in the Canton jacket he's going to get than the, the MVP award I would imagine. Uh, Brian Sipes got an MVP. He sure don't have a Canton jacket or a uh, <laughs> or a Super Bowl ring. Neither does Mark Mosley. Chad Johnson's got a a, a fake Hall of Fame. Um, he does. Jacket. He does. He does. Oh, Jose. All right, guys. Uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up today. We got to go pick up some children and get to work and everything else here on Shock Jocks. I want to thank everybody for watching. On Facebook, as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, Friday, Hunter and I, I, I got let's see, let's go. Friday, there we go. Hunter and myself will have some XFL preview, a little Major League Baseball news, some trades. Mm. We'll have NBA trade deadline news. We'll go over all the trades Friday. XFL yeah. preview, we'll talk a little tennis uh, and a little bit more. Um, and some, and we got to do a Duke Carolina preview on Friday as well. We didn't get to that today, so you folks uh, listening and watching today, we're going to do Duke Carolina XFL uh, NBA All Star and more on Friday. So tune in Friday for Friday's Shock Jocks, Shock Jocks episode. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Kevin Hastings, Zach Mayu, and Hunter Yancey. You've been watching and listening to the Shock Jocks podcast.